seven first by week hell will i survive only time will tell forced to look at players that i dare not add but at least i get the fantasy culture podcast welcome welcome this is week seven and i am one half of the hosting team ad and i'm here with hey welcome back guys it's markeith here it is week seven Fantasy Culture Podcast. You already know. You already know. Um, bye week for a lot of people. For a lot of people, you know. I'm kind of licking my chops. I got a couple easy matchups, um, including one in particular. If we could, if we could just talk about it. Shots fired. Shots fired. I don't spend too much time. Maybe talking uh, about his other leagues, but um, this is another week where me and AD happen to play each other, and as we all know, I am one and O currently. Um, but as you said, it is it is bye week. It's bye week hell this week. Um, six teams, hey, six teams, which is I a lot. I don't make the schedule, and uh, so he's he may he may possibly may get an I easy did not W make this the schedule, week, sir. But uh, just know that my GM skills will come to play, and uh, it won't be easy. Hmm. Hey, I didn't make the schedule, sir. I'm just here to play. I was just called upon. It's week seven. I got players that's not on vacation, so you know we just gonna. He's going to do what we got to do. The Redemption song should be we playing. Have to, yeah, Redemption. Cue the Redemption song, because I need to hear that playing. Well, you know what? That'll be our music in the mission for next week, when we come <laughs> when we come after the results. After the results. But um, here we are, week seven, man, almost halfway through this season. Um, Wow. Seven weeks flew pretty quick. Or oh, six, going into the seventh week yeah. now, but... Yeah, no, it's definitely um, it's going by. I always forget about that football season. Like as much as I wait for it, I feel like it goes by faster than I wanted to. Super fast. The playoffs last a little longer though, so I'm happy about that. But it's definitely week seven is. I'm like, dang, we already have less than we only have about nine weeks, ten weeks left. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a tight, tight finish, tight finish for a lot of teams around the league, and then uh, just fantasy wise too. Um, you know, if you're not on the the one in five side of things, and you're probably somewhere around 500 or, you know, maybe just under 500 or you're five and one or you're undefeated. So wherever you are right now, you're halfway through the season and you're probably looking at your roster like I'm doing really good or shit, I got to make some changes. So um, here we are. Here we are going into week seven and we're going to start it off with the Bills. The Bills lost. King Henry went off. I know you're happy about that because, like, you know. Three. Three touchdowns on a day for the king. Glad the you king count. around Glad here. You count. Yeah, man. I'm, I was, I was, I really, honestly, I was not expecting my team to win that game. We won last year like 42 to 16, and I was thinking the Bills would come back this year and definitely come and just, you know, just come back for vengeance. And uh, it was a good game. It definitely was a good shootout. Um, a lot closer than I thought it would be, but I'm happy that we got the win, and now we go against another tough team. But the Bills, man. Um, I think it was a it wasn't too bad of a loss. Starting a bye week now, and I feel like they're going to regroup and just kind of continue on their dominance. Um, but it definitely was a, a good way for us to kind of show where we're standing at with the team that we have currently. So I'm happy, happy. It's not bad, uh, not bad. It was a good, entertaining game to watch. Uh, Micah Hyde's soul is somewhere on the field, <laughs> somewhere. He, I mean, he had to make a he had to make a quick call, quick mm-hmm. judgment call, because yeah. it was either a, a clear <laughs> touchdown or. I got to just take this for the team. Mm. And uh, he paid for it. He paid mm. for it, but he also did get the tackle. So, I mean, yeah. hindsight twenty twenty. But I probably would have been like, oh, cramp. My leg. <laughs> My leg. Like, <laughs> no way. But, uh, but yeah, Derrick Henry, as we can see, man, is just uh, as dominant as ever. 
Um, one interesting stat is he has 250 more yards than the next closest running back. Yeah, that's wild. 250 more yards. Like that means he has. I mean, that means that he clearly has more rushing yards than like NFL teams in general. In general, yeah. There's there's I think teams like 28, that if I'm not mistaken. Like yeah, there's teams. More. Yeah, like crazy. The stats crazy. He he individually has more rushing yards than. I forgot the exact number amount, but I think it's somewhere in the twenties, like you yeah. said. It's, like it's high twenties because I, I know the I know the Browns have like eight hundred in total yards between Chubb and Hunt, so you know that adds up more than Henry's. And I'd assume the Ravens would probably have another high rushing team, and I, that's really you no know, maybe one or two other teams. Other than that, Henry definitely is just running running the show. Yeah, for sure. So um, that's crazy, but he's definitely on to another historic season. Uh, teams really can't. They can't do anything with him. He's just like he's just he super just dominant. So, yeah, and and you know the thing about it is if I feel like if the Titans can keep it going, you know through the air or not run Henry into the ground throughout the entire game, but find some balance. By the time that third and fourth quarter roll around, he's just running through that defense because they're exhausted. So he's breaking tackles, he's evading tackles, like. He's a beast. So yeah, it's a big dude, man. That's he's not small. He's yeah, like six three or and six he's been four, like, like two fifty. He's been like that because if you see dude. even and his high run. school games, he was bigger than anybody else out on the field, and he was doing very similar things that you see him doing on a professional level. So yeah. I think that always blows me away too is how he 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 runs past everyone, but it does not. I never feel like he's actually running fast. I just feel like he's just he's just running with the motion, but he just you know just peels away. I think they said he had the fastest run so far this year, like twenty one miles an hour. Right, a man be sliding. I knew he was I mean I knew he was fast, but to see him break that like seventy yard run on the um on him the, this past game, like through the Bills as soon like it, it was crazy because I feel like most running backs would have had to hit a quick juke and mm-hmm. it slows down their momentum. Like their speed decreases if they have to like tap into agility real quick. And he just it was just north to south. Like even when the the two um you know the safety and, and the DB was closing in on him, he like outran <laughs> them before they even had a chance to to dive at him. Like he was already gone. That shit was crazy. It was so crazy to see. But um. Yeah, man, I look forward to seeing what more he has for the organization and for the league this season because he's on a on a crazy tear right now. Yeah, he's uh definitely he's he's definitely averaging more than he needs to hit another two K season. Um, I was saying last week he needed a hundred and to average a hundred and seventeen yards a game in order to reach two K. Um, he's well, I feel like he's well past that. Last week he had a hundred and forty three, I think, hundred thirty four, and um, yeah. yeah, he's just mountain mountain it, man. Yeah, he's dominating. So. Um, Vegas, Las Vegas, man, shook off the distractions, everything going on, and they beat the brakes off the Broncos. Came together. Came together. And we were talking about it earlier. It could have only went one of two ways. Either they were going to be, you know, just super distracted about all, all the off-field issues, the team in disarray, guys not on the same page, and it just be really, you know, all crazy. You know, all crazy. Just you can see the chaos, you can see the loss of camaraderie, all of that. Or they use this moment to unite and come together and figure out, all right, forget what's going out, you know, what's going on off the field. We still have a job to do and the goals are still the same. And I feel like they had that discussion and they were like, hey, the goals are still the same. Let's go out here and play some football. And who knows, it may be even better. And it kind of looked that way. You know, Henry Ruggs seemed more involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs scored. He still wasn't that, you know, <laughs> he, he wasn't that uh, efficient on the, on the floor. <laughs> On the ground, but um, 
you know, the, the offense looked better. The defense, of course, looks really good. I think at this point we need to really put some respect on Max Crosby. Yeah. Um, I think he's overshadowed because he's kind of like a new emergence. He's not new, but he's just like a new emergent in the in that category. You think about like, you know, all these other linebackers out there, like, you know, Levante David and um what's the other buddy over there that's tearing it up? For what for the Bucks. For the Bucks, Devin Bush? Nah, the, no, um, Devin White. Devin White, yeah, yeah Devin, yeah, White, Devin White, White. So, um, yeah, you and you got all these, you know, these other DBs, and here you have your boy Max Crosby coming out of nowhere and holding it down, being the anchor on that defense. So, um, I think he let he leads the league in two categories. I can't forget. Yeah, I can't I remember what it was. In a, I want to say he leads leads the league in QB pressure. Yeah, I think it's pressures and possibly sacks. Maybe I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, if, if he's not leading the league in, in sacks, he's top three. But I remember um, during the game, they had flashed that uh, that statistic, and uh, he, he was up there. He was leading the league in, in two categories. So, um, But, yeah, he's beasting. So we definitely got to put some respect on Vegas. Um, you know, Broncos got to find their footing. I don't know. I don't really know what's going on. Um, maybe Bridgewater's not fully healthy. Maybe Fangio is just kind of losing the locker room a little bit. But they need to get a good win under their belt. Um, so that they can kind of resume, you know, where the, where they were headed, the projections that you know analysts and such had had for that team, uh, and I think they have a, a chance to to kind of write that this weekend. Um, Broncos play the Browns on Thursday night, so you know it. it, it Browns are down. No matter how you look <laughs> at it, the Browns are down. So this is a good time to take advantage. Yeah, Thursday night game. You know how I feel about Thursday night games. So I don't think it's gonna be no any shootout. Probably very low scoring. Um, just two teams trying to trying to grind it out because I think the Broncos they're not gonna come out here and just boom and blow everybody away. I don't anticipate it. It's gonna be a grinded out type game. I would like to think so. Um, you kind of feel the same way, or yeah, no, I definitely think it's gonna be a kind of a grinded out. It's it's like you said, it's a Thursday night game. It's a re, it's a recovery game for both teams, pretty much. Um, you know, you're not. Most likely Judy's not coming back this week. They're probably going to keep him another week to let him rest. And um, and then after that, I mean, yeah, like you said, you're looking at Tim Patrick and Corlin Sutton, and that's you know a good a good offense aside far as the uh, the Broncos. But the, the Browns defense isn't isn't horrible, but uh, their offense is not there <laughs> physically, just not not there. So I definitely see a grounded out game Thursday night. I'm calling I'm calling Kendall Hinton to go ahead and uh, to showcase his skills. Who exactly? Kendall Hinton. He's just a receiver for the Broncos. Is going, who um, he got some target shares last week, and it's a Thursday night game. So I'm just looking for a random name who always come, you know, randomly starts to shine if it's not Dearness Johnson or Felton from the Browns. Kendall Hinton. Yeah. Wow. I don't even know who that is, but I am gonna trust you that that he even plays for the Broncos. I've never heard that name, but <laughs> in any case, I can see that being possible if he is on the team and he plays on Thursday night. Yeah, he There's had a, a very good chance that five, he, had five he leads the league. Yeah, he had five catches last week. We'll get, oh, uh, we'll so this is confirmed. Yeah. He's, okay. Nice. Yeah, he, he has over 100 yards this year so far, but that's about it. Wow. All yeah. right. Kendall Hinn, ladies and gentlemen. For your random Thursday night players, since for some reason every Thursday night seems to just be, you know, something crazy. All right. He's going to be this week's Uzoma at the wide receiver position, it seems. All right. Kendall Hinn. Uh, let's talk about the Chargers. They got rolled over by Lamar and company. Um, not much to it. Chargers just didn't show up. Everybody stunk all around. Uh, Mike Williams limited with the 
with the knee injury that I felt he was going to be all right going into the week. Um, I, you know, they have a bye week this week, so they probably, I don't know. I won't make excuses for them. They got ran over. The run yeah. game for the Ravens were efficient. Uh, Justin Herbert did not show up in the light. Um, the yeah. defense for the Chargers did not show up in the light. Um, they have no, they have no run defense, and that, um, yeah. and, that, and that was bound to happen. That's what I was pointing out last episode that the the Chargers just for me are going up against a much better team as far as defensively. The Ravens have an elite defense; they kind of control the game, and it was kind of like I was calling the Chargers are not a grind like a grinded out team. Like you kind of if you smack them in the mouth, it throws off what they do, and that's I feel like that's exactly what happened. They got smacked in the mouth, yeah, um, offensively and defensively. Like the Ravens like was just running all over them with ease. It didn't matter who t- Devontae Freeman guys, <laughs> Freeman and. Murray were just cutting up against his team. Um, and then Le'Veon Bell, I think, came in. He didn't get a lot of yards, but even just having him come in scoring a touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's just, you know, those little things right there just kind of shows the Chargers don't really have that grit, but be, they'll still be fine. They'll have a bye week, kind of recover, get back on track. And um, I'm sure they'll use that game as a kind of like, you know, leverage to see where they're at physically and you know, definitely make some changes as it goes on. Yeah, I agree. I could see that being uh, something that can happen. Um yeah, but they definitely didn't show up to play against the Ravens, and the Ravens are five and one. I know a lot of people counted them out early because they lot of they lost a lot of offensive pieces and defensive pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, but here they are, five and one, looking like one of the better teams in the league, at least top five in my rankings. Top five. Top what five, would you say? Five. Who would you who you have in your top five in order right top now? Five in order right now. Oof, man, um, I definitely would have to go to Cardinals. Um, they like they just look like a really good complete team. Okay. Um, even though the running game isn't dominant, but they just have so many weapons that mm-hmm. they don't really need to be dominant on the run. They use these little skill players to kind of you know utilize creating space. So I'll have to go to Cardinals. Hmm. Um, Cardinals, Bills, Ravens, Bucks. Who would be my last team? Probably Packers. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. You got the Ravens ahead of the Bucks. Yeah. Um, huh. I, I like I like the Ravens ahead of Bucks just because currently right now defensively the Ravens to me are better defensively okay. with the Bucks injuries. Now as the season goes on, if the Bucks can kind of recover, get back some of their DBs, mm-hmm. kind of changes things up a little bit. But for me, the the Ravens have a better defense than the Bucks do. Um, offensively, it's kind of I can say it's kind of the same. Maybe the Bucks have a slightly better offense. Of course, you have Tom Brady. It's kind of hard to go against them. But then you have Lamar, who's just he's special, and you can't really. You can't, you know, you can't coach against Lamar. You have to just coach against everyone else and hope they mess up. Um, so that's where I kind of feel like it's just, it's a, it's a tie up between them. But I'd like the Ravens defensively better than the Bucks, which is why I'll just put them ahead. Because for me, defense wins games. Okay, I hear that. I hear that. Um, very surprised one team was left out of the top five, and they're in my top five. What team was that? So I could have just went. You know, I'm just, I was trying to think. You kind of fly. I was just trying to think. I'm gonna have teams, so. so one. I'm gonna say Cardinals because they definitely are the yeah. best team in the league right now on both sides of the ball. I think they show that offensively, too many weapons. Defensively, a lot of weapons. Yeah. So you know, they're number one for me right now. Number two, I'm gonna say the Bucks. I think the Bucks are the second best team in the league. Um, I think Tom Brady is just flowing right now. Um, clearly the discussion of, you know, having him throw the ball as much as he has been was discussed because Lenny just came off of a really good game. Mm-hmm. So the run game is possible. And whether or not you think it may be because of Brady's finger, they knew he they didn't want to put too much pressure on him, which makes sense. But when you're running the ball, even in that situation, there was a lot of efficiency. So you have to go back and look and say, hmm, our run game can actually work. We can provide more of a balance. Um, so I got bucks too. Number three, I got to go Cowboys. 
I gotta go Cowboys. Like they're and and yeah, okay, uh, they're on a tear right now where it could be a lot of luck. You know, uh, Tremont Diggs, a pick every game so far. Um, the, the way the offense is looking, no injuries. Like it, it's meshing really, really well. But at the same time, they're putting up points. Like they're scoring the ball almost to a point where it's like at will. You know, and and defensively, they're really a, they're a lot better. They're a lot better. Michael Parsons, um, uh, Trayvon Diggs, like they have the pieces, and I think their their level of play right now is deserving of that third spot. Um, then I would go Ravens, um, because I just you know they're they're at the top of their game without having all the necessary pieces in my mind. And with Rashad Bateman, I'm really high on him. He was a top five wide receiver going into the to the season as a rookie, I feel like. You know, Jalen Waddle, you had uh, uh Devontae Smith, uh Rashad Bateman, um uh, uh Rondale Moore, and there was one more. I'm, I'm missing somebody. But in any case Elijah I, Moore. Elijah Moore, he was in the discussion too, but there was somebody else that I'm I'm missing right now. That's that's at the top of the oh Jamar Chase. Yeah. Jamar Chase. So you have all these players like coming in, yeah, and Rashad Bateman, because he had an early injury, he kind of missed his chance. And um, we'll talk about him a little bit more into the ser- uh, into the series um, on this episode, as because he does make it into you know one of our favorite segments. Um, so four, I have Ravens, and then I have the Bills at five. Um, I have the Bills at five. I didn't say the Bills yet, right? Yeah, yeah they would have been my fifth team. Um, I-, I-, I like the Bills. I really do like the Bills. Uh, they're one of the teams to me that I think their defense is off to a really hot start, and they're gonna start to fizzle a little bit. I just have this feeling. I just have this feeling. And then offensively, I, I I think they're in a situation similar to the to the Bucks where they don't have a run game because you know well because the pass game is really good and they don't really have a run game so they don't really try to establish a run game. The difference is is that Josh Allen is also the rusher. You know, six four, six five, two hundred plus. That's a big boy at your at your quarterback position. But at the same time, I think their receiving core is a little bit you know a little bit to be desired. They have Stephon Diggs. You know, um, but you know where? How long does Sanders keep up this play? Um, how it, how consistent can Cole Beasley be? After that, you don't really got nobody else. Dawson Knox is not Mr. out for a Gabe couple seasons. Davis. All right, yeah. After that, you don't really got nobody else. So it's it's a tough call with them. And just outside looking in at six, I probably had the Packers. Um, I think the, the Bills' defense is much better than the Packers. Um, Teams, you know, you have Aaron Rodgers, who's Aaron Rodgers. You know, he still owns people. You know what I mean? So, uh, you got Devontae Adams, who's arguably right now, I believe, is the best wide receiver in the league currently. Um, And Aaron Jones, who to me is somebody in the top five. One of the more dynamic running backs who can run the ball and catch the ball efficiently. So, um, but outside of them, a lot of question marks. I think you need a little bit more than that. To, to win. And if you look at the number one team right now in both of our rankings, the Cardinals have an elite running game. You know, I, I would say it's an, I would say it's, it's not elite. All right. We'll say if we consider Kyler Murray a rusher, then yes, I would say elite, mm-hmm. but we have an elite quarterback. We have a very, very good, uh, uh running back tandem mm-hmm. between Chase Edmonds and James Conner. And then you have Deandre Hopkins who, is a we already know what he could do. We talking about nut, like you know what I mean. But at the same time, he's not because there's so much other talent. He's not commanding the same target share that he has had in the past. You got AJ Green right now, who's balling. 
You got a young Rondell Moore. Um, you got Christian Kirk. Uh, now you got Zach Ertz. So you have so much more weapons where the ball is just, it's not, it doesn't have to be funneled through Hopkins as much as it did last season and, and you know, what we were accustomed to in Houston. So um, different dynamic. I couldn't leave the Cowboys out of there. I'm surprised that, and I don't, I hate the Cowboys. So yeah. I, I don't hate the Cowboys, but I just, they're I mean, not my cup of tea. Yeah, for me, I just couldn't put them top five because I just they're they're definitely not my cup of tea either. But I don't try to play bias when it comes to you know just speaking you know sports or fantasy teams or football teams in general. But I just I don't know I didn't see them as my top five team. Definitely go okay. top ten for sure. Top eight. Um, I just feel like they've I know they played some good opponents. I know they played the Bucks first week was a good game. I know they beat the Chargers by three to give Chargers one of their two losses. And um, other than that, I think, you know, the schedule just kind of been, you know, they've had some tough games against some teams that they shouldn't have. Um, but one thing, like you did point out, the Cowboys do put up a lot of points. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about the offense. The defense, their defense statistically is not great at all. It's just, you know, they just play good in those key moments. They get key takeaways, which is, you know, obviously important. Um, but that's why I wouldn't put them up there. I don't really feel like their defense is as good. Um, as the other teams, but I, I can see the way they've been making big plays during these moments, especially Diggs, who's really the main one making the plays, if we're honest. Like, no one else is really making any plays but Diggs. He's, and he's making them during key moments, and he's scoring off of some. You know, he, he has two touchdowns so far. Um, so that's the reason I didn't put him in there. Like, I do like the running back game. I do feel like they have one of the top two running back tandems with Tony Pollard and um, Elliott. Of course, Dak is doing Dak things, and then the receiving core is, you know, is balling right now, including Dalton Schultz who randomly still trying to throw himself in there in a target share. And then, of course, you have Cooper, and then you have CeeDee Lamb. Cedric Wilson's been getting some shares in there as well without, you know, no Michael Gallup, but they're still playing really good. Um, yeah, I probably would have put them maybe seven, six or seven on for me, uh, but not top five. But I, I do, I'm not I'm not opposed to it because, you know, the record's showing for it. To me, they're clearly going to win the NFC, um, the, the NFC East. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I like them, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I go seven for me. I hear that. I hear that. I'm not a Cowboys fan by the slightest, but yeah. I gotta, I gotta give them their due. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the biggest things to me this season is Cowboys couldn't close out games last season, mm -hmm. and Mike McCarthy, his ability as as a, a a game manager and time manager is terrible. I don't <laughs> care what Jerry Jones says. Like this, I, like yeah. I'm no football guru. Like I love the game. I understand the game. I talk about the game. But some of this, I'm no coach. But some of the times that I'm like. Uh, use a timeout here, or like, yeah. can, like you know what I mean? It Your defense very, is winded. Uh, like, call a timeout, get them a break, something. You know what I mean? Like, just real, real, real suspect, real suspect. Um, but nonetheless, I, I'm just gonna. I was saying that the talent is kind of overshadowed by some of his decision making on the mm -hmm. field, and their ability to close out games is much better than last season. Yeah. Granted, they had a lot more injuries and stuff, but. It seems like the the part of their game they needed to get better at was how to finish games, how to get punched in the mouth and punch back kind of situation, you know? Yeah. And even with the overtime win last week, that was a game that I don't think should have been that close, but Bill Belichick is a great coach. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He schemes to remove your best player from the game, which they did take Zeke out of the game for the most part, which allowed, you know, C.D. Lamb to have the game that he did, Dalton Schultz to come in and move the chains when he needed to be. But Zeke still did get sprinkled in. But, um... You know, that game wasn't supposed to be that tough, but they made it tough, and they came out with the win. So, impressive on their part. They're in my top five. Um, but I respect I respect five, your, your five, um, you know, your assessment as well. Uh, let's talk about T.Y. Wow. T.Y. Only player in Thank NFL you, Houston. history. Houston, we have a problem. Man, only player in NFL history that I feel like 
in my time of playing fantasy that I don't care what kind of situation he's in. If Houston is the next game for him, I'm playing him. Like, he showed us that this week. Fresh off an injury, the man came straight off. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like his first catch, like a long right, catch. He came straight off IR and put up, like, eight receptions for 70 yards. Straight off IR. Like, Houston, let, let me, let's just go through. I, really quickly, I, I do have the stats up, so I want to just kind of target on that. So, uh, from what I'm looking at, 2019, he had a, a game against Houston in Week 7. He had a, 11 targets, 6 receptions. 74 yards and a touchdown, 19 fantasy PPR points. In 2020, he played them twice. The first game, he had 11 targets, 8 receptions, 110 yards, and a touchdown, 25 points. The second game, he had 6 receptions, 4, I'm sorry, 6 targets, 4 receptions, 71 yards, 11.1 points. This week, he had 4 receptions for 80 yards, 12 fantasy points. He didn't score a touchdown. But still, it's like... T.Y. at this point in his career isn't an every week, I'm going to roll him out there. But you better understand, if he's playing the Texans, you roll him out there. If he's on the waiver wire, you put him out there because he has something for the Texans. He's always had it, and it's incredible to see because it it hits every time. He should have been my trust last week because I'm trusting him. I think at the time we recorded, he wasn't uh, designated to come off IR yet or sure that he would play. Yeah, so I, I think that's probably why I didn't factor him in. But had I known, yeah, <laughs> had I known, he would have been my trust. He would have been my trust. Yeah, no, nah, Ty definitely uh, he comes to play, and so uh, definitely helped them out, open up their game more instead of just relying on Michael Pittman most of the time. So it was good, good to see him out there. Colts easily walked mm-hmm. away with that W on that one. And with Pascal um, going down, you know, yeah, he's, yeah. he might be done for the season. They said right. Uh, I didn't see how long it may be, but um. I mean yeah. that's that's definitely gonna be that's definitely gonna be a hit for them and yeah, I just know sure. of course increases the shares for for Mr. Ty to come back and you know who else you know the boy Mox who Mo Ali Mo Ali Mo Ali Cox making a reappearance again give my dog some targets man give my dog some targets Mo Ali Cox season man pause yeah yeah go 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 ahead and uh <laughs> go go ahead and uh. Get him back on track. I know last year he started off pretty good, and then you know, they kind of dwindled away games. from him, and then this year he started to pop off a little bit around yeah, the same he, time. He so, yeah, feed that man. He got feed about him. three, four more games in them where he's tight end fantasy <laughs> relevant, and then after that they just going to start feeding Jack Doyle yep. for whatever reason. But while he's on this little tear, take advantage, man. Take advantage. Uh, next up, we got the uh, London Jags. I'm going to let you tell this because I feel like for whatever reason – this impacted you a lot. You were really happy about it. I, I was just, so, I was just so shocked you, that like, I'm gonna let you like tell. I don't know what it is, but the Jaguars is when they go to London, it's like they're a different team. Like they just, including the fans, were just hyped to see them. They were just so hyped around all the fans. Just, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, go ahead and just, you know, let's look into an expansion and just make the London Jaguars real. And it was just one of those storyline things. Like for me, it's the Dolphins. I don't, I don't know what, what happened. <laughs> In that situation, like that should have that should have been a game. I feel like the Dolphins definitely should have looked to win, but the Jaguars came out hot, and then my boy Mr. Matthew Wright. That's that's what we got to give props to. He's the one who really led the day. Three for three. Matthew Wright. Three for three. He sounded like a cast member on Full yeah. House. All right, all right, all right. Matthew that's, Wright. That man there came in. All the pressure. No field goals made at all for the year. He missed his first field goal last week with the Titans before he played the Dolphins. And then he comes in, knocks in three for three, including the game winner. Was this was his the one that hooked in? What what kicker was the one that kicked it? It went all the way to the right, and then just nah, Houdini just came and was like, "All right, here you go." Was it him? 
I know it was one. I don't know if it was that game. But overall, though, I was yeah. I was I was happy about the game. Matthew Wright hit a deep, um, hit a nice little field goal to win it for the Jaguars, and it was good for them to kind of get the first, you know, the first W and break that break that streak of losing games. And it was just exciting to see. And it was a good story to see a player who was on a practice squad that week got signed up, came in during hit some big moments in the game, and um, you know, it's cool to see. And, and it's really honestly, I really like to see just how how um how supportive you're starting to see the NFL grow. Um, you know, they've been doing this London games for a couple of years now. Now they're looking into Germany games as well. So just cool to kind of see how we can kind of get newer, newer countries or just newer places involved in the sport and just see how like they really love the Jaguars. Like it just, it, I was just so blown of just how excited they were for the Jaguars. Like the USA is the, not even excited the for the Jaguars. Fans in London, time, that's what they but need. London, the they scenery. need, they need. Yeah, that's so London Jaguars. Scenery, I'm, man, I'm off for the name. I'm off for the move, and it was just, it was just cool to see. And mainly for Matthew Wright. I only care for the Jags and the same division, and the Titans, but. Um, was his kick? It was his kick that hooked yeah, with his, some sorcery. He did like some, yeah, some magic. It was made Potter. for him. It was, it was, it was <laughs> Harry Potter was, you know, was, was doing made. his thing. It was made for him. It was one of those like kick all the way to the right and someone on the side was like, I'm going to blow that Somebody did there. the Lance Stevenson <laughs> in the edge or to the football. And yeah, that was crazy. I never, yeah. I've never seen a kick like that, at least in recent memory. Like it yeah. was completely off. Like there was people that were waving it off. When it was like, when they showed the replay, people in the back were like, ah, waving yeah. their hands like it was completely off. And then it just hooked in, and it yeah. hooked in like perfectly. Right. When I saw yeah. that, I'm like, they're gonna win this game. Yeah, even the commentator no was the commentator was hyped up because even he said that he haven't seen something like that happening in a while. Did and that yeah. hook in? Did yeah. that? <laughs> it was hype about that, yeah, but, but it was, yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Good game to see from two lowly teams, and it was mm-hmm. some good entertainment for, for you know for early. Take a little game. heat off Urban Meyer, you know. Yeah. It was a good. It was definitely a good start for the day. Me and yeah. you were texting that like you know the afternoon yeah. that morning, and it was good. That it was boy. good. Let good me know, you know that boy stepped out to the pub. Yep. He's like, oh, we <laughs> in London. We going straight to the. Pub. <laughs> ain't got to worry about nothing. <laughs> we going straight to the pub. I'm gonna get me a little fish, fish and, and chips. chips. <laughs> <laughs> get me a little fish and chips and hold the vibe in the London pub. Ah, Urban. Ah, Urban. Uh, next up, Rodgers, as we talked about him, man, he owns the Bears. Owns them. They was flipping him the birds. He was feeling himself. (laughs) Rodgers said, I don't know. I just, I just, I just blocked out. Saw some birds. Yeah. I own you. I don't remember what I said after that. You knew, you knew what you were saying. But that was just the moment. The heat of the moment and he fired right back. But I'm glad he told him, bro, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has taken a lot of heat the off season and this season. And to see him come out and still you know, step right into a role after, you know, all the talk of the first, you know, first two weeks maybe. It was like, oh, man, like, is he, you know, where is he at right now? Does he deserve to even be in here? Is he washed? Like, and to come back and still do Aaron Rodgers things is is pretty amazing to watch. So, um, yes, Bears fans, Aaron Rodgers still owns you. He's owned you all his life. Yeah. End uh... quote. It was a, <laughs> end quote. It was a good game to see. Um, continue to see a little improvement from Fields. Um, him and Mooney had a nice little connection. Mm-hmm. Robinson was like they were trying to um, touch on some bases as well. <sighs> but um, definitely, I definitely hope uh, the Bears can continue to expand on Fields and don't let his um, let's see here, his development start to you know sputter. Yeah, because I like I like the team. I just don't like Nagy in the play calling. Like. They have some weapons they can put together, especially the, the defense holds it down. It's the offense that has some players. Like, they have, you know, we know A-Rob can do his thing. Mooney can be a field stretcher. Cole Komet could be, you know, somewhat of a good possession tight end. He doesn't, he doesn't really get too involved. Um, as we talked about, Herbert looked good. We know what they got in D. Montgomery. Obviously, Fields has the talent. It's just 
the play calling and opening the field for him. And then obviously field still obviously needs to, you know, make his development and make reads better, so and so. But um, I like I like the team. I like what they were doing at first against the Packers before the Packers started to, you know, Aaron Rodgers doing Aaron Rodgers things and it kind of took over from there. Yeah, no, nah, I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah. Uh, Bears got a little bit to go. I like to see them get A-Rob more involved. You know, I, I understand a new quarterback and just a new system and him actually not even wanting to be in Chicago anymore. But, you know, I, I think a lot of that plays into it. But hopefully they hit a nice little stride. And, you know, despite him wanting to be out of the Bears organization, um, you know, he, he finds a way to, to kind of get his footing um, and, and make, make some stuff happen. Make some, they, play the, uh, they play the Bucks this week, right? That's right. Oh, so we'll talk about him a little later. Uh, next up, the Browns. They are falling apart. Um, wow. Yeah, they're falling apart. <laughs> yeah. Mayfield uh, going through a shoulder injury that I've seen different reports. They say it was a torn labrum, fully torn now at this point, and a little bit more. So they're being kind of like discreet about what the full diagnosis is, but it is confirmed he is out on Thursday. Case Keenum will be in place of him. Uh, revenge game, maybe? Case Denver? Oh. oh, that's right. Yeah. He did play in Denver. Don't sleep. He's played everywhere. Don't yeah. sleep, Case I mean, Keenum. Keenum wasn't, he did lead he the Vikings bad. to the playoffs. He, yeah, he, was, they went he on wasn't nice bad. It was, wasn't Kirk Cousins. It was it was Case Keenum. Yeah, Case Keenum. Uh, so so he, don't forget. He can manage a game. So that's a good thing for them. He's At least he's a game manager. I'm just not expecting any explosive plays. But Broncos about to be on that. Yeah, that defense. They, I know the Broncos are looking for a turnaround. To me, they have a really good, a, a good team that they should be better than where they are in they just need to flip a switch. Mm-hmm. What it looks like. It's a good Thursday night game, Thursday night setting for the unthinkable to happen. So I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But uh, Browns, yeah. Uh, Landry's supposed to be coming back off IR this week. Still no uh, timetable on if he's uh, when his return will be or if he's going to play this week. I kind of saw that he may play this week, but yeah. you know it's only Wednesday as we're recording this now. As you know, later on in the week we'll get more updates and provide those to you. Um, OBJ, kind of the same thing. He has a AC joint sprain, I believe. Um, he wants to play this week. It's a quick turnaround, man. These guys are banged up. Uh, no Chubb, or, you know, we don't even know about Chubb right now. No, no Chubb. No, no Chubb? Chubb? Yeah. Okay, no so Chubb no Chubb or Hunt. So we're looking at Demetric Felton and yep. Dearness Johnson. So um, I don't really know much about them. I know Felton is the is the better pass catcher of the two. The, um, um, the, they actually, I like... Um, the Ernest has been on the team for about two years now, like two or three years. They really like the Ernest. He's more of a he's more of a chub, in a sense of like being able to kind of be the power back, and then Felton, of course, being more the I want to say hunt, but just more of the scat back. Um, but they like the Ernest Johnson. He is a good he is a really good runner. It's just obviously Chubb and Hunt are better. But he is a nice he's a nice running back to kind of fill in. Not for this Thursday though, but he is a nice little running back for the moment. Um, I like Felton to be more of the since the receivers are down as well. I probably like him to be more of the pass catching and Ernest looked to be more the TD um, getter um, for the moment until Chubb comes back at least. And when Chubb comes back, I'd probably be more Felton than I would Dearness Johnson. Okay. I, I see that. Um, but yeah, Browns against the ropes right now. They're going up against the undefeated uh, Cardinals. Um, That's what they lost to. It's gonna, oh, I'm sorry. My bad. They lost to the Cardinals. My bad. They lost to the Cardinals. They play uh, this Thursday. They play this Thursday. So, um, not much to say about the Browns other than they need to find a way to get it together. I know a lot of question marks around Mayfield. Is he the quarterback of the future? I know those discussions have come up. Um, 
lot to be said. A lot, a lot of question marks around that franchise. So, uh, Browns fans, I know you've gone through a lot over the years. Uh, I don't think it's going to end here. So, buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> uh, Cowboys, the walk-off win against the Pats. We kind of touched on that a little bit earlier. C.D. Lamb had that walk-off wave. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was it. Cowboys lasted. Uh, they're on a bye week, but still some concerns around uh, Dak's you know, calf, calf strain. Yeah. Um, doesn't seem to be too severe right now. They're hoping by you know end of this bye week, going into the week after, week eight, um, that he's ready to go out there. So something to monitor as they are on a week seven bye. Uh, then lastly, we kind of just touched on the bye weeks. A lot of people are missing games. Six of them this week. We have the Chargers, the Bills, the Cowboys, the Steelers, the Vikings, and the Jaguars. Six teams. That's a lot. A lot of teams. It's so usually like four. Yeah, usually some somewhere around like three, four. But uh, definitely, if you have shares of any of those teams, I know probably all of us do. One of those teams we no, have sure. uh, someone on. Chargers and Bills and so, Vikings, I would say. You know, yeah, Dalvin Cook, Herberts, Mike Williams, yep. so Keenan Allen. You're losing <laughs> some stars this week, so uh, pivot accordingly. And um, in the pivot, let's talk about that. Let's move on to pivoting to our waivers and just some injuries. Um, so Thursday night game, you know, if you're someone who is really in a bunch and you <laughs> trust Thursday night games, to me, I feel like Thursday night games and my rosters are sworn enemies. Like, they've already made that decision. Like, Trap. yo, if I see you on Thursday, it's smoke. There's no peace. And that's what it feels like. I don't, I don't get any love on Thursday night. So... Um, hopefully it's, it's different when I need it, but so far Thursday night games have not been nice to me, but in any case, Thursday night game, you got Donovan people, Jones, he's in a position to step in wide receiver role. I don't really see the Browns offense being that great this, this Thursday, but there's a chance. Also, there is Rashad Higgins also on the Browns. I guess we're going to mostly talk about Browns for right now, because there's probably a lot of fillings that, you know, you may be looking at, uh, uh, Felton, we talked about. Um, Johnson, Deonis Johnson, we talked about. Me personally, I say stay away. It's Thursday. I'd agree. But um, if you need it, yeah, you know. You know, some players there, we know it's a 16 bye week, so you never know. You may have to make those desperate, you know, those desperate moves, but that's how I feel like this Thursday game would definitely be a desperate move on the Browns side. Maybe you can get some luck on the, the Broncos, but even then, Thursday games, I'm just I'm not not a fan. It messed me up actually last week. I had three playing. I didn't even realize it until I until the game started. I was like, "Dang!" See that? I don't, I don't, I lost. Not focused. I, I lost. Yeah, I was not focused. Not lost focused. because of that. And uh, I want to say because of that, but definitely lost. And um, it just I don't like starting three teams that play Thursday. That already ruins like half the half my team's already yeah, done. I hate and having to play somebody on Thursday. Yeah, and they had A B. So A B had like 24, 25. My three players was. Who was it? Devontae Smith, Tom Brady, and the Bucks defense, and all together got him like twenty eight. So it wasn't even like worth it. Like I, yeah. he had one player to my three that damn near matched what I did, and it was just yeah. don't like Thursday. So I like Dre. I agree. I would stay away from those players. Stay but away. If they're desperate needs. They're just some players that are gonna fill in for like a starting role. Um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see what we get out of it. Yep. And then uh, next up, if you need a streamer at your at your quarterback position, so if you're without, um, you know, Dak or Josh Allen or Herbert. Um, surely you don't have Ben Roethlisberger. You may have Kirk Cousins, and chances are you don't have Trevor Lawrence. But in the case that you're down some quarterbacks, Tua might be a good stream this week. He didn't look too bad on his first game back from rib injury. Um, 
Although they lost, his performance fantasy wise was pretty good. And even yeah. in real life, it was it wasn't too bad. In reality, he had a pretty good game. Yeah, the defense was just getting couldn't make stops, Torched. and it was just running game wasn't really there. But Tua did his part. He did yeah. it. He did his part. Yep. And then uh, Jameis coming off a of bye week, Mr. you could do worse. Jameis, you could do worse. They play uh, Seattle. Seattle this who week. Don't have a who don't really Mm-mm. defensively isn't really there. So Mm-mm. you know Jameis is he they likes to not. throw the ball. So definitely, I like I like it. I like for him to kind of come back and continue on. Mm-hmm. That's possible that's possible um Ramondre Stevenson you know if you if you're in a if you're in a pickle you know he might be a he might be a nice little addition he had his first touchdown um, right he did have his first yeah, touchdown yeah. he had a pretty good game he split yeah. some time with Damian Harris um he had a pretty decent game so that's somebody that you may want to take a stab at um Rashad Bateman we'll talk a little bit more about him later on but uh Rashad Bateman if he if no one has had him in his uh your IR or uh, no other team had him in their IR He's probably on the waivers. Uh, I like his production coming back into his first his debut in the NFL. Um, wasn't an incredible game, but the fact he was on the field for over fifty percent of their plays, um, he did. He was targeted six times. Mm-hmm. Oh no, he was targeted four times, I believe. Uh, no, six, he, he, something I think like that. He was targeted like six. Yeah, six, and then he like had four three, catches. Four, yeah. yeah. So um, he had a decent game. Um, something to keep an eye on, though. But I'd stash him down the line because the receiving core for the Ravens could use somebody else. Uh, Ricky Seals Jones. I do. I do believe I saw a report earlier that he did not practice today, but it is Wednesday, so I wouldn't panic too much. I believe it was his quad, um, so that's something to to look into. But he has been on the uh, field for a hundred percent of Washington snaps last week, so that's encouraging because he is getting the play. Um, it's just a matter of what the status of that entire team is. You got. Uh, Terry McLaurin dealing with an injury. Curtis Samuel still dealing with the groin. Uh, so what are the other offensive pieces looking like? Will they help or hurt the fact that Ricky Seals-Jones is filling in for an already hurt Logan Thomas? Only time will tell, but they're definitely looking his way, and he is involved in the offense, so he might be a good streamer. And then you also have uh, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry um, is on a tear right now with three Back-to-back touch, uh, well, three consecutive games of scoring a touchdown. So uh, they're going up against the Jets, I believe, who have not been a great team against the tight ends. Um, below average, somewhere around middle of the pack, but at the bottom half of that middle of the pack, if that makes sense. So uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, Hunter Henry might be a good tight end fill-in for those who may have Dalton Schultz looking for a pivot from Dawson Knox, um, you know, whoever else you may be playing, maybe Dan Arnold, if you had Dan Arnold playing. Uh, that's a good tight end fill-in. Anybody else on the waivers that you think of? Uh, J.O. Uh, McKissick. Not really sure where Antonio Gibson's status is. I know he was kind of dealing with that shin injury. Um, plus, I think something else had popped up. But um, J.D. McKissick might be a good fill-in. He's, he can be really annoying on fill-in weeks, man, because he he actually can put up points, especially if they're playing from behind. He's already been a proven um, pass-catching back. So, you know. It might be something to look into with J.D. McKissick. Um, anybody else you can think of that maybe? Uh, nothing impactful. I mean, my waivers right now, Siamon St. Brown and Marquise Calloway. So just some other players who are going to be like the number ones on their team that, you know, possible fill-in spots. But with six teams on a bye week, you know, there's really not there's so many options that are really here that actually are going to be viable. There's some players out there, but they're not really – not too involved. That's why I've been looking at pretty much the past two days trying to fill my team in. And I'm like, man, there's really not too many people I could really like that's going to be worth adding to drop a bye week player or something that's going to fill in. So, um, so far, I mean, those are only additions I probably throw in just from looking at my waivers, but that's a, 
Yeah, that's really about it, man. Not too much. Not too much. I agree. Um, not too many uh, options there, but uh, they're there. They're there. So go ahead and um, if you got to make some decisions, think them through and uh, do it. Do what you got to do. Uh, so that's waivers. That pretty much injuries too. I mean, like we talked about a little bit about injuries as well. So that pretty much covers it. We know the Browns is in a bad place. Uh, Dak Julio is out again with the hamstring. Um, so a couple question marks, just pay attention to the injury reports coming out. Um, as you know, it is Wednesday. We are recording, uh, injury reports tend to go crazy around Thursday, Friday, even into Saturday as we get those Sunday updates. Mm -hmm. So, uh, stay tapped in with us on Twitter at FF ball culture. And also you can follow us on our Instagram page at fantasy culture podcast, um, to stay up to date on, on anything new on anything new. Uh, so that's it for our first two segments. You know how it goes already. We're going to get into our favorite segments, your favorite segment, uh, the mailman's favorite segment. Um, I think even uh, Cardi B actually said this is her favorite segment too. <laughs> uh, next up, we are going to talk about that. But first, you know, we have to do our music intermission. Um so this artist is another local artist showing some local love. Um, this artist is uh, Trey Butler. Uh, Trey Butler just released a song entitled Same Place. Uh, just came out in October. So make sure that uh, you support the artist as always. Make sure that you follow him on all social networks. And you also subscribe or follow them on the streaming platforms. If you want to follow Trey Butler, his Instagram is before at before trade as t-r-e butler b-u-t-l-e-r so before trey butler on instagram and also trey butler on all streaming platforms so once again this song is titled same place from trey butler we're gonna go ahead and let that play and then when we get back we are gonna talk about those segments starting with the you bought the bus segment and then you know we transition into the big trust. Big Who trust. you gonna trust? Big trust. Woo woo. Big trust. We tackle that segment, and then uh, you know we talk about our sleepers, where we always cue the snores. It makes me laugh every time. The sleeper segment. You know that's what we talk about, and then we'll do our week uh, seven lineup. Week 7 schedule for football. But as of right now, that music and admission. Music from Trey Butler entitled Same Place. And then we'll be back on the Fantasy Culture Podcast. Yup. I've been down to make my change, but I'll probably end up back at the same, the same place again. But never gonna miss those days for the time when it got in the way. You better pace yourself. Hello to the other side Say goodbye to the darkest of times And make way to find You better pace yourself Ain't mind again, just pace yourself Ain't just pace yourself Lord, Life in theaters, all praises to my creator I deviate from the notion that I could save for later How many early exes came around the corner greater Just trying to be more present like back home Lay away with my mama here 
tell they told her it won't last long though it's unheard of had to break from the known could either pull ahead to make the bed might have been still down in that hole cause of the gambles now they running his soul but i'ma write you a letter heard it ain't send a message i've been trying to get better i've been too disconnected would you take all the measures if it wasn't for leverage my perspective is jaded seen too many regret it best advice i ever got was that they love to throw stones until it set in on this road you about to hit a couple holes and dead ends i'm dead in the field insecurities the years of me losing faith whenever it's near for real and we are back on the fantasy culture podcast hope you enjoyed the sounds from trey butler on his new record same place once again make sure you follow the artists on streaming platforms and also follow them on social networks at before trey butler and then trey butler on uh streaming platforms. so shout out trey butler Appreciate uh, you providing the talent so that we can make this a part of our uh, weekly segment. Um, any artists or any uh, artist recommendations, feel free to DM us on Instagram or Twitter as I do take requests. So please, if you have somebody who you feel um, would fit the segment or you just want to share their talent, a friend, not a friend, someone that you recently listening to now, a new artist who you feel is now a friend, um, feel free to, to recommend that person. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into our segments. Once again, we are starting off with the you about to bust. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. So uh, let's go ahead and get that started. Um, I believe I started it last week. So uh, it's on you, Playboy. Who you got? Uh, all right. So I'm about to bust this week. Man, I don't know. I've been, I've been iffy. You hear me talk about it all day today. Uh, first one, I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette. It's going to be my first bout the bust. Lenny? Lenny. Lenny going up against Lombardi a tough Brown, oh, Brown, huh? tough Bears team that typically does not um, – typically does – or actually does a good job against the Bucks. typically against the run. Um, the Bucks and – I think the Bucks and Bears actually play each other a good amount of times throughout the seasons. Um, they do. They, and the Packers. Yeah, they, they definitely play them. And uh, usually the Bears do a pretty good job defensively against the Bucks, kind of holding them down. Um, Leonard Fournette had a great game last last Thursday against the Eagles. Um, as you know, they kind of nursed Tom Brady's thumb injury a bit, kind of let Leonard get on the – Get on the ground, and it was good. It was good, good showing from him. Um, for me, though, against the Bears, I don't really see the same outing from him. The Bears have only allowed two, uh, two running backs. Well, three, I guess, um, that have allowed over a hundred yards rushing. Um, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, those were the only two um, as far as like over 100 yards rushing on the Bears. And then most recently, Kareem Hunt had over 100 yards I'm gonna, rushing. I'm, 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 let me rephrase that. Kareem Hunt and, uh, and Nick Chubb together had over 200 oh, okay. yards rushing. Um, I don't know how the split was with that on that. Probably they both damn near had 100 yards each. Um, but uh, yeah, over 200 yards on the, the Bears allowed against that game against the Browns. And then I want to say most recently against the Packers, which is kind of hard. He'll go against Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, a nice switch up. Um, the Bucks normally do that. Like, yeah, they have Rojo and Fournette, but they kind of just been utilizing Fournette and Giovanni Bernard, so to say. I haven't really seen too much Rojo action. He does come in. Um, but you kind of seen that kind of dwindle back some compared to how it was last year. So for me, I don't. I feel like the Bears are gonna kind of key in on Leonard Fournette. They're not gonna allow. They're not gonna want to allow another hundred yard game again as they just did against Aaron Jones, which, to my opinion, is better than Leonard Fournette. Um, so I don't really see him having that same impact that he had recently against the Eagles, which of course the Bears are a better defensive team than the Eagles. 
Uh, so that's my about the bus. I will look for this to be more of, you know, Brady kind of get back on track in a passing game since he kind of had a, a slight game off. I don't say that too much because um, Antonio Brown <laughs> did his work as well in that game. Um, but definitely I like for this to be more of an air attack, get, you know, Chris Godwin, uh, Mike Evans, and, you know, your tight ends there. But, uh, yeah, it's my first about the bus is Leonard Fournette. And I was kind of iffy on that at first, but – um, I like it, man. I so I don't see the same outcome we get. The Bears usually do a good job. I said the same thing last week with the Ravens. Typically, when they have a, a bad game in their run area, which is what they they key on, they typically bring it much. They they, they typically turn it around the game after, and I, I can see the same outcome for the Bears here. Okay, I hear that. Um, I can definitely see it. Um, I think I think uh, they'll they'll provide a good balance, especially. I know there was a recent injury report that came out. Um, AB was nursing an ankle injury, so he did not practice today, even though it's Wednesday, you know, we know we don't take Wednesdays into too much consideration, but something to monitor, um, if he isn't able to go or even not be at a hundred percent, um, you know, there's a chance that we may see a little bit more Lenny involvement, or they may just totally abandon the run game as they've done in the past and just air it out, air it out. So, um, I like it. I can see it being possible. So I respect it. I respect it. Uh, let's see. My bot the bus is the entire Browns offense. Just one big, <laughs> one big bus is what it's about to be, man. And uh, I just I don't see it. Thursday night games, you know how I feel about Thursday night games. They're playing on Thursday night. They're without their top running back. They're without their other top running back. They're without a wide receiver in Jarvis Landry, who's been reliable over the years. A not 100% OBJ who has been fighting to get involved and on the same page as Baker Mayfield, who is also out. So now his starting quarterback, who he cannot get in line with, who he cannot develop that connection with, is being replaced by Case Keenum. So how much better is that connection going to be if he even plays? Right now it's 50-50. Game time decision, the last report that I saw. So And he's nursing a shoulder injury that... Um, knocked him out of the game early last week. He came in and finished, but, you know, something to be aware of, especially in a week where there's just there's so much risk going on right now in that organization around Baker Mayfield, that injury, you know, uh, Kareem Hunt's calf injury, this injury with, with, with Chubb. Um, got a lot of question marks. Got a lot of question marks. Um, I just don't see them coming in and hitting the ground running with a Dearness Johnson or – a Felton or a Rashad Higgins or Donovan People Jones. Like it's just it's a lot of question marks. And to me, I just think stay away from that offense right now until Nick Chubb is back and until they figure out what they're gonna do with, with the quarterback position. Or even if Baker Mayfield doesn't need this surgery, what's going on with him? And granted is it's not his throwing shoulder, but let somebody rip your arm out the socket, and you go out there and try to play a full contact sport, even if it's not your dominant hand. That's incredibly hard to do, probably incredibly painful, and just really, really not comfortable. Especially, he already kind of shows me that he's not comfortable in, a, in the pocket. Like, to me, I feel like he's just on the shorter side of quarterbacks, um, and he just doesn't always seem very comfortable in the pocket. More frantic, in my opinion, um, so I just, I don't like that, that offense as a whole. Um, it is a revenge game for Keenum for case Keenum. It is, he's going against his old team, the Broncos. So, you know, there's a little storyline there, but 
I just I don't I don't <laughs> I don't feel like Cleveland got the juice. And I think Denver just came off a really bad performance. I think they're fired up. They more so have the ability to come out, you know, what I mean, lay the hammer down and, and call it and call it quits early in in the game. So, um, entire Browns offense, you know, what I mean, well, what's the what's the saying? If it's if something, let it let it mellow. If it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. Flush the flush the Browns this week. <laughs> flush them, but they bought the they bought the bus, and that's and that's all I gotta say about that. Full stop. No, I definitely agree. And on top of the injuries, to keep in mind too, is they're they're missing their starting center and both starting tackles who are also out. So it just you know this adds more to a, a, a Broncos defensive line that's already you know good as it is with Von Miller, who even he already put remarks out. He doesn't know who's blocking him, but he already knows he's gonna be eating all he's day. Eating. So it's it definitely I definitely would agree that you know about the buzz for the entire Browns offense. I was I was telling you beforehand that's that's my thought process this week was just being like yo the Browns Everybody. themselves just the whole team is just down right Get now. Him out so of like it. it's not a, not a not a team to trust. So yeah. definitely uh, about the bus. Word. All right, and uh, two. Who's your number two? Who you got? Who you got? Let me hear. All right, I've been debating this one. I'm going to stick with Alex Collins. Yeah, man, it's about the bus. I'm going (laughs) to stick with Alex Collins on this one. I was between him and Joe Burrow. Um, Who is it? Alex Collins. Oh, Alex Collins. Yeah, Alex Collins on Seattle last week against Pitt, who is a good defense. Had 17 carries for 101 yards and a touchdown. Um, I'm not seeing that same performance of like an 18-point fantasy game from Alex Collins. Mm Um, do not see that happening again. Um, so I wouldn't look for that, you know, that kind of resurgence. Yes, it was against a good defense. Who'd you say they played this week? Steelers. Seahawks? Well, they played the Steelers. who they play this week? This week. This um, Saints. They play oh, the, the Saints, Saints. who okay. are um, another top defensive run, who are actually one of the top defensive run teams in NFL currently. Um, I don't think they've really allowed a 100-yard rusher, if I'm not mistaken, either. Um, so I'm definitely, I'm not seeing the game like there's a coming off a bye week where I'm sure they watched the Seattle team. I'm sure they have film on it. I'm sure they saw him. Alex Collins tends to run hard, um, but he's typically not in for pass catching. That's more of a DJ Dallas and Travis Homer who typically get those touches on coming out the backfield. So you're not really getting any points from Alex Collins there. Um, I'm not going to see, I, I can easily see the Saints kind of running away with this. As the Seahawks are, I don't want to say they're like the Browns, but they're currently in a little turmoil because, you know, they lost their main quarterback in Geno Smith is, you know, he's not, he can get a quarter done, but he's not going to get the full game done. Like, he's not, he's not the person um, to kind of lead that team. And, and their O-line is way worse. Yes. They gave up five sacks last week. And yeah. granted, it was the Steelers, but still, it, Russell Wilson was one of the most highly pressured quarterbacks in the league for the last, like, two seasons. Yeah. So, so and it didn't get any better. So, no, Geno's under a lot more pressure. Yeah, and Geno isn't Russell. Like, Russell on the run is still a problem. Yeah. Geno on a run, I'm not. <laughs> I, it's a problem for the offense than it is the defense. Um, so, Agreed. it's just it's just one of those things where it's, I'm not seeing the same outcome. And for anyone who thinks that Alex Collins is going to continue to get that because he's going to be the lead back, Chris Carson's still on IR, Rashad Penny's still on IR. Um, he's supposed to be coming back, but, I mean, Oh. Temper your expectations on Rashad yeah, Penny. Yeah, because he hasn't even really his years. We don't in the know league, what's going he's, on. He's been him. injury prone his whole years yeah. in the league anyway. So I'm um, not seeing a big game coming to Alex Collins. Mainly, you know, again, he doesn't come out the backfield and, and affect the game in the passing. He only does in the rushing, and he just cracked 100 yards, 101. So it wasn't really like you know, um, you know, a big game from him in that way. So for me. Uh, that that's gonna be your about the bus. You can possibly throw Joe Burrow in there. I throw in a slight third one, um, just because oh, he's going just against not... a tough team. You see how I switch it up? Going oh, against a um, okay. going okay. up against a tough Ravens team. Um, um, the record shows so far Joe Burrow his two games when he played against the Steelers and the Browns. I want to say he did not. No, sorry, the Steelers and the Bears. The Bears he had three interceptions. Steelers he had 
one overall five touchdowns, four interceptions ratio against those two teams who have two good defenses. So Burrow kind of has a track record against a really good defense. Um, if a defense is not as good, he tends to thrive. Um, but he has yet to really throw for more than 300 yards. Um, most, you know, he mainly gets quick little touchdowns or one long touchdown to chase, and they kind of let Joe Mixon, oddly enough, kind of go up the field. Um, but I don't see the same thing happen with this Ravens team. Going to be the toughest team they play so far this year. Um, but they are looking good. I will give it. You know, we'll give them their, their respect at four and two. Um, they're still looking to. Um, um, they're looking to take this game because they know they can look to lead the division if they're able to win the game against the Ravens. So it is going to be a good game. But I, I have Joe Burrow's my my third about the bus sneaking that in there. I'm done wrapping it up. Put a bow on it. So you just out here sticking in extra about the bus. I wrote it candidates. out. I wrote it out. I said, let me just throw it in there. Oh, you just I'm, gonna throw, I'm sure I'm next throw week, it in there. I'm sure next week I'm not gonna have the same yeah. the same players. Yeah. Right. Well, since we just throwing stuff in there, let me just I might add me a third, maybe even a fourth. Stay ahead of the game. <laughs> anyway, my second about the bus <laughs> will be Jonathan Taylor. Uh hey, Jonathan hey. Taylor. Um, has had some really, really good games these past few games. Really good games. So you're probably thinking, what? Like, yeah, I'm a fan. He's on a tear right now. How could you put him as about the bus? Stand with me here. So Colts tend to be a little bit inconsistent. You got Carson Wentz at the helm, who over the last couple games has been playing good. So are we saying, all right, they've hit a stride? Maybe. Maybe you could look at it that way. But I look at it as... One of the good, good little tears that the Colts have gone on. They just lost Zach Pascal. So, um, no, not Zach Pascal. Paris Campbell. And they just lost Zach, Zach uh, Pascal, didn't they? I know, I know you told me earlier Zach Pascal. You told me earlier Zach Pascal was out. Um, if they lost Paris Campbell, too, that's another hit. I think I got to double check. But in any case, the focus right now is on JT and Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has been looking really well. He's had to air it out pretty often. Um, and, and you would think that, you know, airing it out as often as he has over the last few games, um, you know, that would probably hit the run game. Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell was the one they lost. Yeah, Zach Pascal is still in there, but um, he only saw one target in the win over the Texans. So um, Zach Pascal is there. So we're looking at Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell is who they lost for the season. So now they're down to Zach Pascal, T.Y. Hilton, who just came off a neck injury IR, and then Michael Pittman. And then you have the backfield of Marlon Mack, who's supposed to be in trade talks, may get traded before the deadline, Naheem Hines, and then uh, JT, Jonathan Taylor. So if we're looking at the numbers, we're saying, man, Jonathan Taylor had two big games, which he did. But in both of those games, he had two very big explosive plays that accounted for more than half of his production. He had a 70-yard run, and then he also had a 55-plus-yard touchdown run on a screenplay on, I think it was a fourth down call. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like, discounting that, his production just, it, it didn't look as great. It didn't look as great. So now he's going up against, um, you know, the San, the 49ers who just came off a bye week, um, giving them an extra week to strategize and plan. Um, I feel like I always kind of see this with the Colts. They, they go on a, a quick little run that makes everybody aware that they're still a, a valuable team in the league. And then they drop the ball in the next game. Um, San Francisco over the years has been a pretty formidable defense. It's not someone that you're just going to walk in and, and, and just run all over. They've usually had a pretty stout front. So I think they're in line to, to, to limit Jonathan Taylor this, this week. Um, Jimmy G supposedly coming back. I've heard he, you know, he had a good 
uh, bye week, good good week of practice. So him coming back, um, you know, Debo being on a tear that he's been in. I'm crossing my fingers that they finally incorporate Ayuk because that's just a talent on the receiving in that receiving core that needs to be unlocked, that needs to be unleashed. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then once again, just back to those explosive plays. San Francisco doesn't give up many explosive plays. They don't. Um, they're middle of the pack against running backs, but they've only allowed one rusher over these last six weeks to go over 80 yards, and that was Aaron Jones. Um, Jonathan Taylor's not utilized as much in the passing game. That's why they have Naheem Hines. Uh, so you would think that, you know, scratch the, the one you know, fourth down screenplay that he was able to break. Uh, his output just doesn't add up the same without those explosive plays. Once again, San Francisco doesn't give up many explosive plays. They're in the top half of the league in defenses, um, limitations to, to uh, uh, explosive plays. They're pretty good against explosive plays. So I'm looking at it from that perspective. Um, I think although the Colts seem to be peaking, there's room for them to kind of fizzle out. Um, San Francisco coming off a, off a bye week. I like where they may be mentally and physically as a team right now. Um, I just think that they're going to have to possibly abandon that run game early as they tend to do sometimes with Jonathan Taylor. You, you know, as elite as he is, sometimes you wonder why the Colts don't have him more involved or why when they get down early, they just kind of abandon the run game and throw Naheem Hines in there. I don't know. Unanswered questions. But I see this being one of those games where they may be in a in a catch-up mode. They're playing catch-up, um, and they're going to have to abandon that run, and Jonathan Taylor just doesn't give you that same production. So he is my bout to bust for that week, um, for this week, along with the entire Browns defense. And one more. I got a third. No, I'm just playing. I don't have a third person. <laughs> I'm going to keep it just two. I'm not squeezing nobody else in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wrote man. it out with three people, but I'm going to just, I'm not going to say my third person. Hey, man, I had to, I had to, I had to, I had to share it. But I do, I do like the take, though. I do like the Jonathan Taylor take. I know at first I was, I was kind of iffy on it. I like Jonathan Taylor. I've been talking, I've been kind of watching the Colts film um, past couple weeks, especially last year. I watched a film on him. So I've, I've always been talking to AD about Jonathan Taylor. But it's true though he is um he does he he only has had like two big plays other than that they kind of just try to run the ball get a couple yards here and there for me I feel like he's due for big plays but at the same time it it is a key thing with the Colts they will come out for a game or two you'll be like dang the Colts can be a problem and then like the next game they just you know just wet the bed I don't wet know, the bed don't know what goes on but it just kind of shifts back so I can definitely see that happening um I, I can see it right. with it especially as a Titan fan I'm all for it yeah, all I for know, it I know you I know you all right, so we're going to move on to our next segment. We know it's that big trust. Who you big trust? trust? Big trust. Woo, woo. I'm about that. Woo, big woo. trust. Woo, woo. We already know that segment, so let's jump into it. Um, I'm starting it off, man. I am saying, I'm calling it, this is the A-Rob Redemption Week. Oh, and I know, man. and I know, and hey, I Rob. know. We've been there the last couple weeks. We've given him plenty of time to redeem himself. But this week is the week. This is the week. Tampa Bay. We're playing the Bucks. I can't wait to hear why. We're pay All right, so let's talk about it. He's played them already. The last game he played was last season. Last season. Um, 10 receptions for 90 yards. He played them in week five last season. That's 19. Um, 
You know, that, that he, that's good. That's, that's good. That's 19 points. That's, that's, that's pretty good. In most leagues, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll call yeah. that 19 points. 19. Um, the, who are you talking about? Now you're going to call me. Oh, A-Rod, they're playing the Bucks. All right, so um, the Bucks have not given up a tight uh, uh, touchdown to wide receivers since week three. So although they've given up a lot of yards, they haven't given up many touchdowns. They've only given up uh, touchdowns since week three. Week three. I'm playing the odds. I like A-Rob to find the pay dirt. He has a 33% uh, target share in the red zone, despite his numbers or lack of numbers that he's put up this season. And he has a 25% overall target share. So he, he's getting the looks. Very similar to Calvin Ridley. I think Calvin Ridley is just in a better position because he has that connection with Matt Ryan already, even having a new playbook and a new coach and everything. There's a natural connection there with Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley because they've had that experience over the years. Has he been producing where we thought he would? Not quite. But the reason why we're keeping hope alive is because of the target share and how, how the targets, how often he gets targeted. Um, the only thing that, and another difference is Allen Robinson, half his targets aren't catchable. So he gets the targets, but it's just the quality of the targets. They're not there. They're not there. So it, it definitely hurts his fantasy production. Um, I think in this case, the Bucks front is pretty solid. They're pretty solid. So they're going to be sending a rush. They're going to have to have Justin Fields making, you know, decisions quicker. Um, he is more of a downfield threat. So I think Darnell Mooney in that case benefits a lot more from that. Um, because A-Rob isn't really the downfield threat as much as he was last season and the season prior. Um, Darnell Mooney, especially with the discussion of A-Rob possibly wanting to move on, I think Matt Nagy and staff want to kind of see what they have in Mooney. They want to see what kind of receiver they have for the future as they build around Justin Fields for the future, possibly moving on from A-Rob, but having Darnell Mooney there. So I can see that. I understand that. So getting the ball out of Justin Fields' hands quicker is a priority for this week, and I feel like A-Rob is the beneficiary of that. Someone who can move the chains, a reliable target, and I think there is an understanding within the organization that A-Rob needs to be more involved. What better way to get the team more involved than to play them against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. This is the week to get it done. And my last point here, although the numbers haven't been great, it seems to be that he is getting more familiar with Fields. He's top, and I know this isn't great, but it's greater than what we've seen from him thus far. He's top 50 yards on two of his last three games. You take 50 yards, four targets, and a touchdown, you're looking at a respectable game, a decent game. Tampa Bay, terrible against the pass. Absolutely terrible. They're dealing with injuries. I think they're the bottom three in the league. Yeah. Um, against against wide receivers. So uh, this could potentially turn into a, a, a catch-up game, um, especially if the, if the Bucks come out rolling, or it could be somewhat of a shootout. Uh, the Chicago defense, as you said earlier, they, they typically fare pretty well against quarterbacks. So I don't see Tom Brady coming in and just, you know, tearing it up, but he's definitely going to be Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. And um, Justin Fields is going to be forced to match that. And he's not going to mash it on the ground because they're without Monty. I love Khalil Herbert. He's a, he's a former Hokie. He can get it done on the ground, but he is a rookie. And um, in this case, you know, you're going to have to rely on your vets to, 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 to get you there, to get you there. So 
Um, I like Justin Fields to look for Allen Robinson pretty often. And I like Allen Robinson to score a touchdown. It's not going to be a great game, but it's going to be a game that we're going to say, okay, maybe there's something here. And um, I like it to be week seven against the Bucks, And that's my first who you're going to trust. Top that with your three picks. Okay, okay. I, I I like it though. I like I mean I like A Rob. He's very, very respectable receiver in the league. Um just in an unfortunate situation on a team he's in, but if there is a team he can do it against, it it easily would be the Bucks as a you know, injury depleted secondary. Got their front seven, but other than that, they're not covering anything. So the Bucks typically have been in shootouts this year. They haven't really had like a for me for me personally, I feel like they've had like a dominant performance on um, week in and week out. Maybe had a game here and there, but usually it turns into a little bit of a shootout. Um and yeah, I like it. I like A Robin. Ten receptions for ninety yards last year, that's a lot. So it definitely seems to be, you know, I don't want to say like a TY Hilton kind of thing, but you know, I don't know his record against the Bucks, but definitely can make a little trending point if he continues to, you know, kinda of put up the numbers that he does. So I'm gonna like it. I like that. I like the pick. Well it's a I I, maybe I misheard you, but the 10 receptions wasn't last week. That was the last time oh, I mean, they sorry, played. I, I didn't mean say last yeah. week. I meant last time they played. Yeah, so last was, time. The, but even though it was a season ago, I mean, it's hey, still, if, I mean it's, it's, if we're talking about T.Y., yeah, please, Lord, help me, please, There's help certain me, please. players who just do, like, get A-Rob on the board. for me, it's Naheem Haim against the Titans. I don't know what it is, yeah. but he just plays. T.Y. against against Houston. You know, it's just, it's just A-Rob against the Bucks. It's just, there's certain players who, when they play a team, no, they just have some vendetta against them, and they come out. It's the a play, little so. extra juice, a little extra like juice. It. That's all we're looking for. So that's my trust. I know a lot of people don't want to trust a Rob, but on this bye week, if you need to throw him in there, man, it's a good matchup. So you know, look forward to that. All right, who you got? Who you got? All right, so is my it two first, people or three? Can we only, get this out the way? So right we got now? two this time. Okay, we're gonna, two. Yeah, we gonna follow the, continue we got to follow <laughs> follow our rules. <laughs> so only two. Only have two. Um, and my first one is Mr. Pitts, Kyle Pitts. Will you come to the stage, please? Uh, see, Kyle see, Pitts. I thought this was pretty bold, but I like it. Go ahead. Yeah, I like I like Kyle Pitts. Um, one key thing is, uh, as much as we haven't got to see the production we we would have wanted to see out of Pitts early on, within the past three games minus the bye week, Pitts has been getting more involved in the offense. Um, they're actively looking for plays for him, which is a good sign. Um, that that you get to see from that offense. So, I want to say last game he had about seven catches, around seven eighty yards, and a touchdown against the Dolphins. The game previous, another seven-catch game for 70 yards, but no touchdown. He got his first touchdown in London. This not, yeah, first touchdown. Man, London working London. wonders. Yeah, first touchdown in London. Yeah, first touchdown, first field goal. Everything's working out over there in London. Um, but overall, I do, sorry, was that, did the Falcons play in London against the Jets? Yeah, that was a London game. Okay, they played yeah. the Jets. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so. Um, I do, I do like his 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 value. How he's starting to look. He did that in a game without Calvin Ridley, who did not make the trip due to personal reasons. See, um, he only missed no <laughs> he only missed one week. Um, and then of course they had their bye week. And with the one week he was gone, Pitts was still was still involved in the offense, and he was definitely looked at defensively. They definitely were keen in on him, and he still got his share. So for me to see Ridley get to come back, obviously you cannot guard Ridley. He is a problem. Um, look for him to kind of get back in store, which opens the door more for Pitts to kind of tear up the middle of the middle of the defense there. Um, if I'm not mistaken, let me see who they are going against. The Dolphins are one in five. Um, recently, just taking their <laughs> their loss to the Jaguars. Um, so I definitely like for him to kind of 
continue to attack on that team who are missing two corners, currently still not practicing in Bryvin Jones and Xavier Howard, um, which is key. You know, that's two that's two matchups right there who one of them possibly could have been on Pitts. Um, as they know, Pitts typically kind of lines up as a receiver. He doesn't always line up as a tight end. They kind of have a move around in that offense. Uh, so that's what I like for me, for him this week, to go against this Dolphins team who defensively are not really stopping anyone. Um, granted, not a, I can't say a lot of tight ends have scored on the Dolphins. They have allowed four touchdowns this year to tight ends. Um, but Pitts isn't necessarily a prototypical tight end. He plays like a receiver, in which the Dolphins have allowed a lot, <laughs> a lot of yards to receivers. Uh, so that's for me. That's why that's my first my first trust is Kyle Pitts. Um, kind of like for him to continue to get involved in our offense. They had a bye week to continue to look for plays to keep him involved in. He's been getting about seven targets a game. So, I mean, I don't see that decreasing. Um, with them wanting to be, you know, he's a fourth-round draft pick, so the, the whole goal is for him to be one of the focal points of this offense. So I'd like for them to continue to look to get him involved. Let's work on Cordell Patterson to kind of maintain him throughout the week. Um, and, yeah, that's my first who to trust, Mr. Pitts. Kyle Pitts. All right, Kyle Pitts. I like the take. Um, I'm not really too concerned about him because I really want to see a little bit more from Ridley. But I understand why you would be able to trust him. He did have a strong showing out there in London. Kind of got to see who he really is as a player or what he can be. So, you know, owners definitely got a little glimpse into into the potential that he does possess. Um, but for right now, let's get Ridley on track. Yeah. That's that's where I'm at. Yeah. Get Ridley on track. and Because uh, I had him as my wide receiver one overall preseason. I, I thought yeah, he was going to come in and just smash it. And um, it has not equated to that thus far in the season. It's not too late. It's no, not too late. Not you know what I mean? Early. His talent, um, the system that they have going on, I, I I, think there may have been, and this is just my assumption, I think there was a little rift between him and Arthur Smith. Um, Arthur Smith gave like a statement at, at a presser um, where he kind of, you know, pointed the finger at Ridley. Um, from what I recall from that, uh, you know, he, he called them out. He said, you know, he needed to play better. And um, he, they were expecting a lot more of him. Um, they asked him about, like, not playing in London, and he was kind of, like, dismi- uh, dismissive about it, almost from, like, a, a, a disappointing stance. Like, either, you know, I think he didn't have his passport. I don't particularly know if that's true. But it just, it was too quick. He was healthy. Then it just got scratched. And maybe it could have been a personal family matter. Um, you know, players are entitled to that for sure because it was designated that it was a personal matter. Um, but when asked about it afterwards, Arthur Smith did not seem very pleased about, you know, whatever occurred as a, as a personal matter. Um, and it seemed like he kind of challenged Ridley in a sense to to get up to speed and, and kind of just catch up with what they have going on. So um, I know Ridley's up to the challenge. He's always been. Um, at Bama, uh, you know, for the Falcons. So, you know, he, he has that, he has that grit. He has that grit. So I'm excited to see him get back on track. But in regards to your, you know, who to trust, I could definitely see Kyle Pitts continuing to carve out his role in that offense. One more, uh, one more thing I'll just throw in that Pitts, um, he's second in targets behind Ridley. Ridley has 42, Pitts has 36, and Pitts currently leads the team in receiving yards with 308. Um, so just uh, that's just a key thing that he is. He's not your prototypical tight end, and that's why I liked him just because you know he gonna he gets touches. But definitely would love to see Ridley, which is my my big thing for Pitts, is because I feel Ridley is gonna least alleviate some pressure. Because again, you cannot just not guard Ridley, and I w- I actually would agree. I did think Ridley would have a wide receiver one kind of year as well. Um, so it's just you know a bad start, but still have plenty of time to kind of pick it up. Yep, agreed, agreed. All right, so uh, my second who to trust is also a tight end, and we're going to talk about Zach Ertz. We hitting the ground running early. Ertz. 
early. We talking about mm-hmm. Ertz. Um, just got traded to the Cardinals. Zach Ertz is far from a scrub. He's not. Um, you know, Goddard, they Philly bought into Goddard, and Goddard was producing. Simple as that. Ertz is still very, very much a, 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 a good tight end in the league right now. And he just got put into a better offense with a lot more weapons that was targeting Max Williams pretty frequently. And Ertz is better than Max Williams. So here we have it. Mm-hmm. Ertz, new team with the Cardinals. Um, he's going up against the Houston Texans. The lowly, lowly Houston Texans. Houston has given up four TDs in the last three games to tight ends. That means they gave up two TDs in one game to the tight end position. And they give up the most points to tight ends this season, 19 fantasy PPR points. They give up 19 points to the position on average. Um, Cardinals have been on a tear. Everyone in that offense is eating. It's it's a beautiful thing to see because really there's, I mean, D-Hop is the man, but Anybody else on any given day could be the man. And that's the that's the crazy thing about the Cardinals offense. They have so many weapons. Um, it is in Arizona. I like them to welcome Ertz with open arms. What better way to welcome them than get them a touchdown? That's your game ball now. Homecoming. That's your game ball. Welcome to Arizona. We're gonna get you right. So I like for him to score this week. I like him, I like for him to be a focal point of that offense. Um, I just saw a report earlier. A reporter had asked uh, Kingsbury. Or not Cliff Kingsbury. It wasn't him. It was the fill-in for him. But they asked Arizona, you know, whoever was doing the presser, um, you know, how hard is it going to be to get, you know, Ertz up to speed? They said not at all. He's, you know, he's intelligent. It's mostly just the verbiage. So, like, you know, what the, you know, play calling and whatnot. And he's playing this week. So he's out there on Sunday. Um, He just played on Thursday. So he pretty much had a full week and a little bit more to get acclimated to the playbook and, and Arizona's play style. So um, I like Zach Ertz. I like Zach Ertz. Um, he was a waiver wire pickup for me uh, on the Eagles when Goddard went down uh, with COVID. And uh, I'm taking him to the end of the season. Cardinals have a pretty soft soft rest of the season. Um, they have a couple good matchups, but over the next five games, they're not really running into any buzzsaw. Maybe the Packers. They play Packers next week. So, you know, and 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 you're shaking your head. No, and, and I agree. I don't think <laughs> defense. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's gonna be many teams over the next five weeks that's gonna have an answer for the for the Cardinals. So um the the uh Ertz pickup is is huge. It's huge. It just made a def- uh offense that was already strong even stronger. Cause he's he's we're gonna see in this offense how much Zach Ertz is still a factor at that position. Um he was overshadowed underutilized in, in Philly's offense with the emergence of Goddard. And now we get to see him as the lone wolf in an offense with the premier quarterback, a lot of weapons around him and a lot of, you know, opportunity. So I like Zach Ertz. He is my, uh, my who to trust my second who to trust. And um, that's it. That's all I got for that full stop. Okay. Zach Ertz. Not really like Zach Ertz. He's um definitely been one of my favorite tight ends since he's entered the league in 2015. And um, I, I mean, I like Goddard too. So it was hard to see why they, you know, didn't utilize him more. Um, so I definitely like the fresh start for him. I like the pick, and I hope that he continues to shine over here in uh in Arizona. Cause I think, like you said, the weapons over there just open open it up so much more for him. And you're definitely looking at someone who could be a red zone target easily. Um, he makes a lot of smart plays. He can catch too. He tight catches, contested catches. He may not be like a jump ball, but he definitely is, is you know has good hands. So I think that's a good. 
good fitting for Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury over there in Arizona, and uh, we'll see how it goes for them. So I like that. I like the pick. And uh, my about my uh, who to trust. My second and final one, not a third one. My second who to trust uh, this week. I am going to go ahead and give a call. Who's coming up to the stage next? Who you got? Who you got? All right, coming up to the stage is my fan favorite of mine, my hometown hero here, Mr. A.J. Brown. Will you please come to the stage? Come to the stage here. I have A.J. Brown cooking up against the Kansas City Chiefs this week. It is a home game. Um, one thing we know for sure is the Chiefs do not have a pass defense. Um, A.J. Brown is a focal point as far as receiving-wise on that offense. Derrick Henry is continuing to shine and do his thing um, against the league itself, and I... For me, I like I like this to be an AJ Brown game. He's been kind of injured throughout the year. He hasn't really been when he's on the field. He's still pretty consistent, um, but he hasn't been given the AJ Brown numbers that he was drafted for. Like most fantasy users, he's been kind of recovering from. He had offseason surgery on both knees. Um, kind of had some hamstring tightness. Um, I will I will put that more. Most ligaments are due to to muscle muscle uh, muscle <laughs> muscle recovery and it's kind of tired muscles. Um, one key key thing that they kind of talked about in the Titans organization is that they played AJ Brown more than they wanted to coming back from the offseason. Um, hence kind of probably why the hamstring injury kind of flared up randomly. It seems that he's kind of back on track going to full practices. Um, last week he was um, apparently had food food poisoning over the past week. He still had okay. a decent game against the Bills. Um, so I'll look for him to kind of have a better game as he goes on against the Chiefs defense again, who is not the Bills defense. Bills defense are way better than the Chiefs, at least against the pass. Um, so I like for this to kind of be a Tannehill, kind of get back on track, throwing the ball, get A.J. Brown the ball a little more. Um, some Julio Jones most likely, I don't think he's going to play. I know he left the game with a hamstring injury, and I can easily see that being a factor into this week, even if he does play a distraction ploy for A.J. Brown to continue to shine and continue to be healthy and showcase fantasy users while he was drafted. Um, so for me, who to trust, Mr. A.J. Brown this year. Not this year, sorry, this week. Actually the whole year. You went already. I wasn't. You picked somebody AJ. from the Titans. You picked somebody from the Titans. That's why I didn't hear it. That's why I didn't hear it. Who'd you say? AJ Brown. AJ Brown. All right. You went already? Cause I didn't. You, you said you. Y'all see this disrespect the Titan Nation gets? Just wait till we uh wait till we get to the Super Bowl in like twenty twenty five. Well, we're not gonna live long enough to see that. Twenty twenty five, we coming. Oh, he's challenging male life expectancy. If you, oh. shit, <laughs> <laughs> and we moving on. We moving on. All right, AJ Brown, I see it. I like it. I, I like it. All, all all uh Titans banter aside, um I do like it. AJ Brown is is a very uh a very talented wide receiver. I think he's proven that over the years. Um, he's in a good role. You know what I mean? He doesn't really have any challenge for targets for the most part other than Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry is simply a beast from a whole different aspect. But A.J. Brown was reliable. He showed he was reliable. He moved the chains on third and long plays last week. Um, he was in the right place at the right time, and he was battling through an illness. So um, definitely show perseverance to get the win. And uh, yep, as Titans, as a Titans fan, you should be excited about that um, to see him continue to grow in that offense and just get better as the year goes on. So I can I can see it. I can see it. Uh, next up, we got our sleepers. You know, uh, we always got a cue to snore for that. So let's do that one time. Sleeper, sleeper. Oh, all right. Um, so we got our sleepers this week. Uh, who we got? Who we got? 
Man, you wanna who just I went, you went? I was gonna last, but I'll all go. Right, all right. Nah, let me say it. I mean go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, not mine now. Say the best. All right, so uh <laughs> well then never mind. Um so sleeper, my sleeper is Chuba. Is it Chuba or Chuba? I think it's Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard. Chuba, that is that is Chuba my Hubbard? sleeper for this week. Um, CMC went down last week, went back on IR, which wasn't really expected. Um, Panther fans thought they were going to be getting him back, but unfortunately that he did not everybody happen. everybody with the okey-doke. Right? Again. Hit him with the Euro step. Thought yeah. you. Went around you. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, so I have Chuba Hubbard here as my, as my sleeper pick. Last week he carried the ball 16 times. Um, out of all the running backs, he got all the carries except one for the whole game. He actually scored a touchdown as well, which kind of added up to his points total. Um, so I do like him to continue to be involved in that offense. Sam Darnold is currently like in this weird flux where he's just not playing. Um, he was he was good. He's not a great quarterback, but he definitely has not been playing up to par these past two games as he's just been off. He hasn't been hitting his targets, overthrowing. Um, I don't want to put it all on him as some of the receivers as well that have just been dropping dropping catches. Mm-hmm. Um, especially Robbie Anderson. Sorry to point out any names, but boy, Robbie just been dropping them. Um, but yeah, I definitely do like Chuba Hubbard here. He's a nice little sleeper pick. Not saying he's going to have a dominant game, but if you need a fill-in with all the bye weeks going on, if he happens to be on your waiver, if he happens to be on your bench, you're not too sure, definitely can look for Chuba to go ahead and get some yards um, Yards this week. He Again, he did carry, maintain most of the workload, so I can see him kind of having a 16 to, uh, 16 to 20 carries this week. Looks like they go up against the Giants, who are 28th against the run this year. They allow about 130 yards on average per game against their opponent. So for me, that's that's a really good sighting and potential for Chuba Hubbard to continue to showcase his skills and talents. He had, I want to say, 70 yards last week on 16 carries. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a promising start for him on a Panthers team who's who's looking. They need a W. They started off 3-0. Since then, they've dropped three straight, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it's just not its not a good look for them currently. So I know they're going to look to kind of get back on track, balance the game with some run offense. Hopefully Sam Darnold will be able to get back on there from them. But um, for me, I'm looking at dump downs and Chuba Hubbard. The offense kind of relies on the, the running back in a way for them to kind of be a part of the game as well, and he's the only one who's really you know being viable on that team. So that's my, that's my sleeper pick is Chuba. If you have him on your bench or for some reason, again, if he's in your waivers, it's a long week, a bye week. So uh, nice little fill-in. All right, I can see that. He has stepped in and uh, and helped out in that CMC role. Um, he, of course, is not CMC, but he's a good feeling. That's exactly what he is. Um, he's definitely managed to to keep the, the ground game alive. They don't have to just abandon it. So, um, yeah, so I like Chuba. I like Chuba this week. Um, my sleeper is nice. the boy, the boy, the boy, the boy. The trust. The boy, the Minnesota wonder. You know the man. Rashad Bateman, rookie, Baltimore Ravens. This is your time, son. This is your time. Under the stage. Let's talk about him. Let's talk about him. So his first game back, his debut last week, he played 65% of the snaps with a team-high 22% target share. All the other – now, let, he was top – you know, he was top of the league as a rookie – Come, or coming into the league, he was in the top five rookie discussion, you know, around Jamar Chase, and you had uh, Jalen Waddle, you had him, um, Elijah Moore was in there, but you also had, uh, I'm forgetting somebody, uh, Devontae Smith, and then you also had Rondell Moore, so you had, he was in the discussion, um, I think a lot of people forgot how good he was, um, due to his his injury, you know, he started off the season on IR, so people really, alright, they didn't really know what to expect, 
Um, but let's not forget, he was a, a, a highly touted prospect coming into the league this season. So understand that. Um, Bengals, although much improved, they still can show a leaky secondary at times. Um, Bengals tend to give you the opportunity to catch the ball. They don't allow many plays over the top. So they'll allow you to, they allow all the passes to, to stay under them. You know, they keep it in front of them. Um, don't really allow too much over the top. Uh, they did, however, give up 200 receiving yards to Devontae Adams. Receiving yards, I mean, it is Devontae Adams. But they also did give up 99 yards to LaVisca Chenault in week four. So they are susceptible at times to wide receivers. Now, I did just pick two respectable names. I mean, Devontae Adams a little bit more than Chenault because he's been in the league longer. His his um you know resume is more decorated than LaVisca Chenault at this point of his career. Um, but there's a possibility for Rashad Bateman to step into an even larger target share and even more percentage played on snaps. Sammy Watkins may be out. Hollywood Brown still kind of tr uh, struggles with drops every once in a while. Um, there is some inconsistencies in his game, even though he does have the tendency to boom, and he's boomed pretty often this season, but there is still some question marks. The offense has really been Lamar and Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews has been on this tear. He's leading, like, the tight end position in targets, I think uh, air yards. So, you know, Mark Andrews is the offense right now. So they need an emergence of someone fresh, someone new. In the times that, you know, Rashad Bateman had the ball in his hands, he was pretty good in his debut. He was pretty good. Um, he caught all of his targets. And uh, even when he made a couple shifty moves to get a couple extra yards. Um, he, he, coming out of college, he profiled to me as like a Tyler Boyd type. I saw him being very Tyler Boyd. He has the speed. Um, he has the size. And he's one of those receivers that can play the slot. And he can also play the outside. Um, so I like Rashad Bateman. I think he can come into a role where um, he can help Lamar a lot, especially, you know, the way the run game is kind of like a revolving door. Sometimes you may get good production. Sometimes you may not. But just to have another threat that, uh, you know, secondaries are going to have to be aware of, Rashad Bateman is, can be that guy. So um, I like him this week. Uh, they play the Ravens this week. They do play the Bengals. And um, like we discussed, the Bengals can have a leaky secondary at times. Um, you touched on it earlier that Joe Burrow doesn't tend to play up to the level of his um, competition. He had some rough games against better defenses. So that can also come into play. Um, you know, if he doesn't have the greatest output, that offense is on the, floor, uh, on the field um, a lot less, a lot less. So now you're putting pressure on your defense. Uh, Rashad Bateman, I like him. I like to see the target share go up. Um, now, this isn't a, oh, he's about to have an amazing game, but this is a sleeper, somebody who maybe the rest of your league is not confident in just yet. But this is the week to kind of get on him a little early because if he does have a good game this week and he does score, which the possibility is there, then next week he's going to be the top waiver wire target mm -hmm. because there's no competition. There's no target competition. You know, they're, they're down there, J.K. Dobbins, they're down Gus Edwards, um, they're down Sammy Watkins, Hollywood Brown, and who, Devin DuVernay, and uh, who else? Crochet or... Uh... Who else? Who cares? Yeah. It doesn't even matter. That's my, <laughs> that's my <laughs> point. There's nobody else. So this is his time to really step into a role that they kind of carved out for him preseason. He was going to be the alpha on that offense had he not been injured. So here you have a rookie 
who's stepping into a role. And as you can see, these other rookies have hit the ground running. Jalen Waddle got targeted over 10 times last week. Jamar Chase is on a historic tier. He scored in the last, I think, five or five out of his six games. Um, Rondell Moore has had boom games. Um, Devontae Smith, the primary target for Jalen Waddle, he's had his share of good games. So now, Rashad Bateman, show me what you got. You got an elite quarterback who has shown his ability to throw this season. So let's mm-hmm. throw that discussion out the window. Please, please throw it out. Please throw it out the window because he can throw the ball. He throws it with precision. Does he miss on certain throws? So does Mahomes. So it's like, you know what I mean? With that narrative, let's go ahead and clip that because he can definitely throw the ball. And now we give him somebody who he can throw the ball to in Rashad Bateman, a young budding superstar, one who they look to make a, a focal point of that offense. Get on it early. If he's on the waivers, I know we're in bye week hell. If he's on your waivers or you're just tentative on even putting him out there, this is the week to give him a shot. If he's on the waivers, grab him up. Put him at the end of your bench even if you don't want to play him uh, because next week we're going to be talking about Rashad Bateman in an entirely different tone, and he may be one of the hotter waiver wire targets going into week eight. So Rashad Bateman is my sleeper. Full stop. I like it. I like. I definitely like Rashad Bateman. He was, um, like you were saying, he was tooted to be one of the higher rookie receivers coming out of the league. He was deemed as like one of the most pro-ready receivers, even mm-hmm. a year, even before last year. So, yep. um, I definitely like it. They need someone on offense to kind of merge as that, as that receiver that Hollywood was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But he definitely can complement Hollywood and taking over the middle of the field while Hollywood continues to be, you know, do the deep threats yep. and maybe a quick little scat thing. So the Henry Ruggs in that offense yeah. and, it's, you know, yeah. Bateman could be a little like a Brian Edwards and, maybe. Yeah, Brian Edwards. I, I like Brian Edwards too. Another one I actually wish, um, wish we had more content on him. I was I tweeted about of him um, kind of improving as the year's gone on. He kind of makes big plays in fourth quarter. Kind of gets away in the big, in the, like in the game. You don't really see too much of him. But yeah. fourth quarters, big-time moments, he always seems to come alive, and I think that's a good trait. So I think yeah. – um, but overall, though, Bateman, I do like the pick from Bateman um, emerging into the offense. Had a nice first game to kind of ease him into it. So I definitely like for him to have a better matchup this week. And, um, yeah, man, I like, I like it. I'm actually excited for Bateman. I'm hoping he can uh, showcase and continue to push the Ravens to the next spot that they need to kind of reach so they can solidify that, that AFC. Yep, yep. Um, I went and grabbed him up in two leagues. I still have him on my, in my IR slot in my Yahoo, and then I just grabbed him up in the ESPN league. But, um, you know, I, I'm pretty wide receiver heavy, so even at the least, that's good trade bait because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are, are gripping and clawing for some RB2s. What? Everybody, it, it's Man, a shortage. Yeah. It's a shortage. Back so, not there. Especially injuries derail most of them as it is. It's a shortage. <laughs> so, um, you know, maybe some good trade bait for someone who may be struggling on the receiving side. But he's definitely a valuable piece. If not, you know, recently, um, he will be down the line, down the line. But I still like his output this week um, against the uh, the Bengals. I do, I do like it. Um, I think I have put a number to it. I may have erased it. Oh, no, I did say five. I, so he's going to have five receptions, 63 yards, and one touchdown. That's respectable. That's, that's 17, 18 points right there. I like the 63 yards. So it's, a, it's not a lot. It's not a lot, no, but it's, it's enough for him to, 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 to be relevant. Yeah, even then, it's having six and five, like six catches, 11. Yeah. Sorry, six catches, 50-some yards. It's still decent. You yeah. know, it's about 10, 11 points, depending on your leagues. Exactly. But, and know, then throw for, a touchdown sleep, in there. Yeah, exactly. And, and easily, easily yeah. can get a touchdown. He's, I mean, he's a bigger body than, than Hollywood. So could he be a red zone target? 
I don't know. Red zone targets tend to really go to Mark Andrews. That's like, yeah. or or Lamar's running the ball. Yeah, so that, yeah, usually the running game. Latavius Murray too. For some reason, yeah. he's been involved in like the late, like the rushing touchdown. He's so injured this in. week too, so they may activate Tyson Williams. Um, I haven't, you know, dropped him just yet because. It's a bunch of, you know, what, what your man Barkley said? Some old geezers. Old some, geezers. Some old geezers, you know what I mean? So you got some some people in there that's that's got some got some a uh, little bit of tread on the tires. Not a lot. And, um, you know, Tyson's still a fresh body. He's still a rookie. You know, I know he's gotten, you know, deactivated a couple games, inactive, coach's decision, whatever the case may be. But, um... If one of those guys go down, he's back in that rotation. And he showed some promise, too, when he played. He so. did. He had that one week where he had a good week. You know what I mean? So it's there. You just, you know, you got to – hopefully you're in a position where you can be patient with having someone like him on your bench. If not, I can also understand you cutting him. Um, but here we are. That's the end of our segments. We are going to gear up for the NFL schedule. We're going to breeze through some of these. I actually don't want to spend too much time on these matchups because some of them aren't really great, but we'll nah. just talk about it. Yeah, Starting out with uh, – oh, go ahead. My no, bad. so we, when we talked about most of these matchups kind of as it went on. So, yeah. Just yeah, it wasn't overview. nothing crazy. So, Panthers and Giants, I'm not really looking forward to that. Um, no, Kadarius Tony's out. Win. Galladay's out. If you need somebody, Sterling Shepard's a good fill-in. Um, great. He actually been having a great season thus far. He was out the last two games, I believe, um, because of the hamstring. Um, so you know you kind of always going to get good production from him, but he also does tend to have these little injuries along the way. So um, I like him. Panthers, yeah, I mean, you talked about Chuba Hubbard, yeah, DJ I mean, Moore. Yeah, DJ Moore, Robbie. I mean, Robbie overall, Anderson was, is getting can, uh, dropped in a lot of leagues. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing yeah. the discussion because he just hasn't been. Yeah, he hasn't done it. He hasn't really he done it. Well, I don't want to put it all on him. Like, I've been watching some of the games. Darnold yeah, just has not too. been great. Yeah, Darnold's so, um, a lot too. So, who knows? Maybe it's a, you know, a refix game. He gets to go back, quote-unquote, to his old home, to Meadowfield, um, the Meadowlands, since the Jets and Giants Jets, share okay. the same stadium. So, you know, who knows? Maybe this can kind of get him back on track. Feel familiar still with the stadium being that, you know. Okay. He's been in there before. But, um, yeah, yeah so I like right. the Panthers on that one. All right. Chiefs, uh, Chiefs, Titans. Go Titans, uh, Not baby. really much more to talk about that one. That's just a game that's getting played. Tighten up. Um, next up, we have <laughs> so, uh, Chiefs and Titans. Should be a good game. Uh, yeah. Chiefs. Uh, I, I, I'd say another shootout. Just just no defense on either side for the yeah. most part. And at this point, it's just going to be who can stop who. Yeah. Chiefs and, haven't yeah. looked great. Mahomes had some pretty arid throws last game. Yeah. Um, so they haven't looked great. Definitely a, a ways to go to get that, um, you know, that – camaraderie going again um sometimes they look a little bit disengaged mm -hmm. um sometimes so going so through the motions yeah sometimes it seems like that so i mean this is a good get right game for kelsey i know a couple owners are like ah what's going on no, you know what sure. i mean this is definitely a game for like a kelsey so, or hill yeah it could definitely be a kelsey game could definitely be a hill game um could be could be uh next up we got uh washington and the packers Washington, they, they're a disappointed team. Probably the most disappointed team this season, in my opinion. Um, Steelers are up there, but I like, you know, Washington. Granted, you know, they haven't had Ryan Fitzpatrick, but they've been making it do with, with, with Heineke, but the defense, it's really the defense that hasn't yeah. been great. Um, they're literally not great. So outside of Chase Young, there hasn't really been much noise on that defensive side of the ball. So... They're going up against the Packers, high-powered offense. Um, we know how they get down, so yeah. it's going to be a tough one. Heineke's kind of, you know, he's had 
a rough couple games. Um, McLaurin's dealing with a hammy injury, I believe. Curtis Samuel still with the groin. Logan Thomas out. So Washington has their own problems on the offensive side of the ball. Um, how they'll fare against the Packers, I don't think very well. I'm thinking maybe like a 27-17 kind of game. Um, but I just I, I like the Packers in that one. Yep, I agree. Packers in that one. Okay. Not much on Washington. Um, Falcons and Dolphins. Uh, this one ATL. could be interesting. It could be interesting. Um, I'm going Falcons. I'm going Falcons just because I, I just feel the Falcons coming off a bye. Um, you know, I think they kind of come in with a little more swagger than the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins, I don't know. Brian Flores was, he was a real good voice for the Dolphins and the organization, but I, the, the the mood that I'm seeing, attitudes, it just kind of feels like he's of, maybe losing the yeah the, the the losing his team a little bit. Like, yeah, you know I, what I mean? I, I could definitely agree. I feel like there's just been like a loss of mojo overall. The team's morale just it's it's changed from last year and how yeah. it kind of ended the year. And On how the defensive side, it, it, they lost some pieces. You know, yeah. they're still dealing with injuries. Devontae Parker, um, you know, Xavier Rhodes, um, Xavier Howard, Xavier Howard, and then uh, Byron Jones. Byron Jones, yes, they rose on the. Coach. He's on coach, yeah. yeah, um, Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. It's just you know they're dealing with injuries. Uh, Tua, of course, just coming back, kind of getting into the flow. So you know they're one in five. They just lost to the Jags, they so that's embarrassing. What back to you. It's kind of funny to go on like Twitter or anything, and you just oh, see man. them always like, what is going? Like they don't know who to use, whether yeah. it's Ahmed or Malcolm Brown or Gaskin. Like you just yeah. don't know. Gaskin has just, been a huge disappointment. What too, so. man? It's and I almost dropped him, and I'm like, I feel like this is gonna be the game where he may come because Ahmed just for some reason just yeah. swooped in last week. So I don't know. Yeah, he got he got dropped, but uh, I picked him up. I like Gaskin to to perform mm-hmm. more than not. He's gonna have some down games. Yeah, so I but I like. But if he's gonna perform, he's gonna boom. So it's like it's it's boom or bust with him. But if the rest of your team is pretty strong, I'd be comfortable playing him most times. So yeah. you know, so whatever. But we'll see. Um, I got the Falcons that game. Uh, I don't really like what the Dolphins are bringing to the table right now. I think they got a little bit more stuff going on than uh, than than the the media would like to say right now. Um, I think there's some internal stuff and that's just my assumption i have no source for that that's the way i I just feel right now so um bengals and ravens we kind of talked about that earlier um you said you like the ravens Ravens. yeah yeah like like yeah defensively for this one i mean granted again bengals have been playing good this year and joe Um, burrow you said hasn't played yeah he hasn't played good like he did they did win against the god which one they did win against the who they beat Dang it! They did. They, they beat Pitt. They yeah. did beat Pitt. They beat him by like like twenty to ten. It wasn't a high scoring game on Pittsburgh side, mm-hmm. but he still had a bad game. He didn't have a great game. The game previous, he he didn't have a good game at all against the Bears. Threw three picks on that one. Um, so it definitely uh, he doesn't do great against these teams because again, okay. when they smack you in the mouth, is when things change. And um, the Bengals, for me, I just feel like there's, there's certain teams you know who are grit and grind. And I don't feel like the Bengals are there yet for that. They're still a young team mm-hmm. um, compared to the Ravens, who are more of a, an, an older team with with sprinkle of young in there. Um, right. So, yeah, like the Ravens on that one. Nice division matchup. If the Bengals do win, though, it is good. It'll tie them for the division lead um, at the moment. Nice. Okay. I can see that. Um, next up, Lions and Rams. Revenge game of the week. Stafford. Uh, Stafford. In, uh, welcoming the Lions. Golf going back to the Rams home. So um Storyline. Storyline. It's gonna be a fun one. Uh do I think the Lions have the ability to upset? No. 
Um, do I think it would be fun to see them upset? Yes. Absolutely. That'd be great. Yes, absolutely. That'd be great for Dan Campbell to get a what? What man? Listen, I would love it. That man is is he's he needs rugged. a win. Yeah, he needs a win, man. They're doing my dog bad, but um, I think it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a good game for Swift. I had him as my trust last week, and I like it. They pooped the bed, but I mean, he Swift kind of tends to play better against better teams. The team itself doesn't perform well, but Swift does tend to perform he's well to get in those traded teams. Out of there. So. Um, I think he's gonna stay, man. I th- I think he's yeah, they're gonna build around him. Um, I hope so. I, I think that so. Dan Campbell didn't really know what he was getting into, all the preseason, you know, stuff that was going on and his injury and whatnot. But there was something I noticed about Swift even towards the end of the game last game when they were getting blown out was just his energy. Like he he was always like even at times I saw him hurrying up the team, like just trying to. Get keep them going, and I think coaches see that the energy that you bring when you're on the field. Are you just going through the motions, or are you playing all the way through? And I think he's one of the players that um, exemplified playing all the way through, um, just based on his his uh, actions on the field and just how he um, he he looked out there when he did have the ball in his hand. So um, I like them this week. I don't think it's going to be close, but I like DeAndre Swift in that matchup. Um, Rams wide receivers are going to eat. I think Stafford eats. Um, everybody eats, B. Everybody eats. Everybody eats, B. <laughs> yeah, no, I like I know him. I definitely like the matchup there. Um, it's going to be, uh, I don't know, man. I feel like that. I, I'm not going to see any kind of upset. Nah, not a chance. I'm not even thinking about hope. upsets. But it'd be fun to see, but I, I it's not that. likely. Um, but I think, I think the Rams are going to put it on them. So I got 42-17. Yeah, I can. I mean, I'm, if if it's so, be blowout action. if so, let me get Robert Woods some touches. Cooper Cup continues ah. to shine, so I, I would like you know some some Wood touches. Move on. He's not. Move a, you're not on. going against him, so you don't have to worry about it. I you am know, you, in my other league. Not. not oh, okay, not gotcha. Against Never mind then. Um, Eagles and Raiders. <laughs> uh, this, this is this, this is could a, be a good game. This is tough because I was actually reading an article earlier, and um, the Eagles, their offense is just. I don't know. They, I feel like they could. They need to open up a bit more. Their offense is terrible. They don't like, run the just, ball enough. Yeah, they just forget Miles Sanders. I almost picked up Gainwell because I'm like, man, like if you're not going to use Sanders, I might as well pick up Gainwell. I just, it's and even Sanders does make some bonehead plays. There's some plays I've seen him make that I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like one play, they were um, he ran out of bounds instead of staying yeah. in bounds, and I'm like, what? You, and then he did something else, like <laughs> another just, thing after that. But he's way um, too talented to only be getting like nine yeah, touches and, and, a game. Like, so that, and that's what I don't understand. I so. understand in offenses with like scrambling QBs, you, you tend to like limit your running back a bit more because you're you're a scrambling QB. But you gotta utilize Miles Sanders, bro. Like he's a good running back. He had like nine touches last game for like sixty some yards. Like every time he had the ball, the crowd went crazy because it's like, oh my God, thank you. Like, Thanks. <laughs> would you please do this more often? And he's super talented. Um I think Jalen Hurts kind of if he doesn't have his options open right away, he looks to scramble. So it's like it kind of defeats the purpose of having a premier running back because your quarterback is going to scramble most times. So um, got to use Miles Sanders more. Um, what were you saying? You were reading a – you were saying something? Yeah, well, it? I was just reading at the um, – like just some Eagle fans and some – I don't know say overall, just overall people in the sports world just wondering like what is going on with the Eagles offense and why it just seems stagnant under Nick – um, and Nick Sirianni or something like that in Nick that regard. Sirianni. Yeah, Nick yeah. Sirianni. Just wondering, like, what's going on. Because he has a talented offense, like you're saying. You have a talent in Jalen Hurts. Granted, I will say sometimes Hurts overthrows. The throw's a bit high. Sometimes he's a bit off. 
but you don't utilize your running game. You don't utilize a Miles Sanders who can either run or even catch out the backfield to kind of open yeah. up the game as well. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about you no know, teams kind of keying on Jalen running. Then you mm-hmm. have to worry about more Miles. It's just it's a lot more that can be open. So yep. this this is to me is going to be a really a curious game because it is a game that the Eagles can win, mm-hmm. um, depending on how they play. Yeah, um, I think and I the think Raiders uh, too. I like the Raiders. Yeah. This 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 is an odd one to me. I feel like it's just two teams that you don't really see play. Yeah, and I don't know. Nah, the style's different. Shit, yeah, very different. Um, I think Hurst deserves a little bit of slack. I know he's not the most accurate, but he is still technically a rookie. Like he's only played like I think eleven games now in his in his career combined with last season and this season. I think this week is his eleventh game. So, um. It's just it's different. It's a little different. I still consider him a rookie. He's still going through the motions. He's not currently in a in a great offense with a lot of great options. But um, he he's still very fantasy productive, even on a Thursday night game. He got me twenty two points on Thursday mm-hmm. night, which is respectable. I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And granted, a lot of his uh, you know points does come in garbage time. I'll take it. But um, but yeah, in <laughs> no fantasy, I take it. I take it. Um, in real life, maybe not so much because it doesn't really matter at that point. Fantasy but um, fantasy wise, absolutely. But but uh, I, I think you know he deserves some he deserves some slack a little bit, man. He's not working with much. Even some of the looks that you know he's going through those growing pains. It, he's had a change of a coach over a season, completely different staff. Um, and the fact that you know he's been with Miles Sanders two years in a row, uh, and he's not being he's not utilizing probably somebody he feels really comfortable with. Uh, he's comfortable with Goddard, and he's you know developing a rapport with with Devonte Smith. So there's still some growth to be had. But for where he's at right now, if we categorize him as a quote unquote rookie, maybe like a half sophomore, um, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. So um, I'd like to see him grow a little bit more. Remember Josh Allen? A lot of people wrote him off his first season. Yeah, and he turned you know what I mean. And he turned it right around. So um, it happens, and I think Jalen Hurts is still. Uh, a great, I, I, I wouldn't say great just yet. I say he's a good quarterback, but he has the possibility, he has the opportunity um, to be one of the best quarterbacks over the next couple of years. There's a lot of new young talent that's coming out, and I think he could be a part of that conversation. So give him time. I know Philly, a lot of teams on the East Coast mostly don't have the patience. We see it with the Eagles. We see it with the Sixers. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Philly teams don't play. I think they let, Philly teams they let do not like, play. every rookie know, like, this, they is let not, them this is not no. sweet over here. No, nope, like, it's <laughs> not. It's not. So, but get a man time, man, because trust me, there's a lot of other teams that would take him off your hands, oh, yeah. and 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 you'll be regretful about mm-hmm. it because he's definitely still a baller. Um, so something to be aware of. Eagles Raiders game, I think can go either way. I don't really have a score. I'm not even gonna put a score to it because yeah, a, I honestly it's a weird don't know. One to me. It could I be like a it. game. Uh, you know, like you said, Hurts missed a lot on his throws last week. This could be a game, and he's very up and down with it. Mm-hmm. Then you, you know, what I mean, you may have a game where he doesn't hit any explosive plays. Then you might have a game where he's letting letting it fly, and Quez Watkins get, gets a touchdown on a sixty yard pass, or a quick, you know, dump down to to Miles Sanders goes for 40, 50 yards. So, um, do I like him to improve on last game? Yes. Do I like the Raiders to kind of, mm, you know, drop it down a bit because they came out booming last week? Mm-hmm. Do I like him to, to come down just a little bit? Yeah. So my in that assessment, I'm gonna take the Eagles. If I had to put a score to it, I don't necessarily think it's gonna be very high scoring. So I'm gonna say like somewhere around like a 17, uh, 13 kind of game. 
Who has low scoring? Low scoring. I don't know. No fantasy I, output. None. None. 17-13. <laughs> yeah. I mean, get to, for me, like I said, I think it's a tough game. I'd go around the same area, maybe like a 21-17. But even then, I'm just, I wouldn't think it's be a high scoring. Yeah, I don't like Teams it. can put up points, though. They can if they get if both teams kind of play to their level. But yeah. that's what I don't know. We'll see what we'll get out of it. Uh, yep. Texas Cardinals, we'll, we'll yeah. just... Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinals. Texans the only just, person... Go ahead. I say Texans, you know, they're trying to you know, they're just trying to keep it together, but they're just, you know, it's a lot of things going on. Brandon sure. Cooks is really like the vital point of really any fantasy uh-huh. production out of there. Um, Ingram just kind of looks like he may get you something, but he's not. Hold um, the phones. Hold the some, phones. I know, I know he kind of picked up. I know he had about... He had, he had a good running game. He had a good running game, but I just... I'm not, not seeing this against... Not even just him. I got me a little... DJ this would have been my sleeper, too. Well, I almost did David Johnson. I nope. want to hear this. All right, cool. Nope. I want to hear this. All right, it's my see. it's my rookie, my six four rookie. Oh, your rookie, Nico Collins. Nico's nice. I actually, Nico I, Collins. Nico, he would have been my sleeper this week. Nico was was um I actually looked at him in the waivers. The thing about getting him because um just reading just kind of I didn't get to see too much of him play. Just reading some reports on him kind of picking it up on that he, offense. He profiles and, 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 um, and I heard he, he had was, a tough game too. Yeah, like a, he like had a, a, he had a pretty good game. Tough um, as in good, by the way, guys. Like yeah, he had a good game. He, he was, had a good game. Tough receiver. Um, was catching it. He's a big body. So. Um, okay. You know, Go. coming coming into coming into this season, he was definitely a a, a highlight in the preseason. People, mm-hmm. you know, the, the organization was happy about him. Um, yeah, he got like a shoulder name. injury, um, but he came right back and was was right in the offense. You know, what I mean, right in the offense. So keep your eye on Nico Collins uh, against the Cardinals. I can see the Texans playing a lot of catch up. He might be someone who's on your waiver wire right now. That next week, along with Rashad Bateman. He'll be a top waiver wire target. Um, I feel like I'm gonna clip this up, this segment right here where I'm saying this, and we're gonna clip it up for next week because I really do feel like we are. That's an accurate <laughs> take. We're gonna come back to this and be like, dang, week eight, Rashad Bateman and Nico Collins were a part of the waiver wire discussions. Damn. So um, we'll see. But Texans gonna get run through nonetheless. Um, Bears and the Bucks. We kind of talked about this. Bears tough defense. Bucks um could be down A B. We don't know for sure, but he is dealing with an ankle injury. Um still thin in the secondary. Uh Levante David or JPP. One of them's uh injured right now. Um, I know I know last game Levante David did not play Thursday night. Yeah, Levante um, David, he's still working his way back from I think a concussion, maybe. I can't I don't remember what the injury designation was, but I know he has he did not play last week and he was tentative this week. Um Bears, you know, they got some things to work through. Um, Godwin has been pretty, pretty quiet over the last two to three games. So I like him to kind of make his, his presence known a little bit more. He hasn't scored in the last three games. So I would like to see a little bit more from him as well as Mike Evans. Um, so that should be a good little matchup. Uh, next up, we got the Colts and the 49ers. Um, yeah. We talked about this, you know. I don't. I don't know. It's gonna be a tough game. I mean, I'm gonna go with the mm, Jimmy G's coming back off a of bye week. I'm. I'm probably gonna ride with the. I don't know, man. I'm gonna go with the 49ers on this one. Um, I like for them to kind of come back in. We talked about it earlier. The Colts kind of do this thing where they start off. They kind of show you some good signs, and mm-hmm. it kind of dwindles down when they just play a different team playing against the West Coast team here. Um, 
They're going over there to that size. So, no, a little time different changes and all that. Slightly matters, not too much of a factor. But I just like the 49ers coming off a of bye week, get Jimmy G back, kind of get try to get things back in the groove, hopefully go ahead and involve Debo and Ayuk, get Ayuk started. And uh, hopefully they can figure out their running game as well with Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sherman, whatever they choose, because they just kind of pick and choose what they want to do then. They got to make um, it work somehow, yeah. some way. I like, I like, I'll take the 49ers on this one. Um, just for them kind of more of a preparation. But I like the Col- Colts can Colts can definitely could win, um, but they're kind of dealing with some injuries, and we'll see kind of how that goes. Yeah, okay. Um, Saints and the Seahawks. Monday night. Uh, Monday night. Uh, Man, you know, a... Jameis, famous Jameis. Jameis is coming to town. Off, off a bye. Hopefully um, we get a video. Seahawks, they didn't really have a bad game last week. Um no, I guess, I, no, it wasn't a bad game against the Steelers. It's just there's no Russell out there. Yeah. Like Gino, Gino did like I was said earlier. He's he did good for a quarter, yeah. maybe two quarters. But other than that, it's just as as to close out the game. He did make some plays to kind mm-hmm. of bring the team back in it, but he also made some bad plays and yep. he also you know fumbled the ball, not really making good decisions. He ready to get rid of the ball and taking sacks. So mm-hmm. um, again, pitch defense is good though, so I won't put it past him. T.J. Watt definitely had a game, showed why he went to get paid the way how he got paid. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just you know this, it's just different without Russ. Like you know there's certain things that a quarterback's not going to see that Russ may be able to see or make a throw that, yep. you know, that Russ can throw. So yep. um, it, it, it could be a good game in a mm-hmm. sense, you know, be entertaining, but I just it's hard for me to see the Seahawks winning this game yeah. without their without their leader being there. And without, you know, they don't have Chris Carson either. Another focal point of their offense is gone. So. And they don't have any answers for Alvin Kamara. So. That as well. Um, <laughs> so it's going to be a tough game for them. Uh, remember week one when I called – Jawan Johnson would be the fantasy tight end darling for Jawan that week Johnson. one. I like this week to be another one for him. Um, coming off a bye, Seahawks, very, very susceptible. Um, I think Jawan Johnson is, is someone who is going to score a touchdown this week. So I'm sure he's down. on your waivers. If you're in a tight end bind and you want to, you know, put a nice little dart throw out there, try Jawan Johnson. Try Jawan Johnson. Um, if it doesn't work out, hey, you didn't hear it from me. If it does work out, you heard it from me. Um, Saints and Seahawks, that's pretty much all I got. That's all I got. Well, you, you got a score on that? Or? Uh, if I had to pick a score, I'm going with the Saints on this one, and I'd go with a score of like a – you know what? I'm going to do my favorite. Just for all you people out there who love to hear it, I'm going to do 24. 24. 24. 24. So like 21. 21. Maybe a 14, 21, 14, or 10. 21, Saints okay. winning over the Seahawks. Okay, um, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not mad at that. I'll probably be somewhere right around there too, somewhere right around there. Um, what else we got? That looks like it. That looks like it, man. Uh, week seven, what, week seven, week seven in the, uh, in the books, episode in the books, looking ahead to week seven. Um, as usual, man, thank you to, to all our listeners, all the supporters. Uh, you guys have been great, great interactions. Um, always good to see the numbers on the streams. Um, continue to share, continue to let people, um, you know, know about us as we continue to build a brand, uh, build this net network we have. Um, we have, may have some news for y'all week eight. A lot of people have been asking about, um, are we doing fantasy basketball? I don't play fantasy basketball. Um, I, I probably will. I just like to be fully knowledgeable of stuff before I, I, I dive into it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm basketball before football anyway. So I, I have my knowledge of the league, but I just fantasy basketball is something I got to get into, but but we'll discuss it. We'll decide if we want to, 
you know, delve into the basketball um, talk. And not all surrounding fantasy, but just talk about basketball because it's kind of what we do. It's kind of what we do, talk sports. So, right. sports, sports, um, sports. I may have a nice little announcement for y'all. Possibly we'll still deliberate over it. But for those who have been asking about uh, basketball, are we going to talk basketball? Give us, give us a week or so, and we'll get back to you on that. Um, but otherwise, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Instagram at Fantasy Culture Podcast and on Twitter at FFBallCulture. We want to thank our music segment, uh, Trey Butler, once again with his latest record. Um, we appreciate the support that we get from all our listeners. Uh, we appreciate the love from uh, the artists that we feature uh, who always are willing to share the platform and show appreciation to us. Um, anything else you got, bruh? Uh, anything else you want to throw in there? As you guys know, man of many words. Um, no, as Dre said, thank you guys again as we continue on this journey here of uh, you know trying to build our you know build our brand and our network. Um, definitely look out for the, announce- the announcements throughout the week. Um, you know, we're just trying to you know line some things together, see where we see what we come up with. Um, definitely love the sport, you know, talking sports, whether it's you know football, basketball, hockey, boxing, doesn't matter. Well, but you don't know about no hockey. I ain't trying to hear none of that. Um, <laughs> but definitely love talking about sports. So you know, we always reach out, talk to us about whatever. Always down to talk about anything in that regard. Um, thank you for all the listeners out there who continue you know show us love and support. Um, you know, we appreciate you guys. Definitely try to put our time and make sure this content is good for you. You know, it's quality content. You're not just getting a bunch of just, you know, random information. Try to match up stuff that we talk about, provide you with stats and information to show why we show why we pick the players we pick and why we, you know, make the, the choices that we do. So, again, thank you guys for listening. I'm showing love and support. You know, follow us again. Twitter, uh, FF Ball Culture, and Instagram, Fantasy Culture Podcast. Uh, thank you guys. Thank you guys for everything. It's much, much appreciated. Yes, sir. So that's it. Week seven. We are on our way out. I am AD checking out. And this other guy right here, this the Titans fan guy. right here. The greatest. Marquise here, guys. Who, ever, who said greatest? The greatest. Muhammad Ali. That's me. Cassius Clay. <laughs> if you Muhammad Ali and you sitting right here next to me, I think I got problems. Reincarnated. Goodbye. Week seven, we are on our way out. We love y'all. Peace. Make some wins today on this bye week. It's going to get crazy, but try and win. Don't lose. Peace. We out.